from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week in Nintendo Main, we have Joel DeWitt here from Super GG Radio. Hey there. How's it going? I'm selling flippers with Zora down by the waterfall. Things are looking up and up and up and sometimes left. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 189. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Fuck yeah, Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Chapter 9, Bankruptcy. Mikowski. And I'm John, Busted Controller Knitter. All right. And this week we have a special guest from Super GG Radio, Joel DeWitt. Do you have a nickname, Joel? <laughs> I mean, you could probably use my internet handle, Womanade. <laughs> Womanade? Womanade? Yeah. What, yeah. what is that? <laughs> So the short story is that when I played World of Warcraft a lifetime ago, I usually just traded variations of names with LOL at the beginning just to be dumb. And that's the one that stuck that didn't get banned. Hmm. Okay. Like Lemonade, but Lominade. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, lo- Lominade. <laughs> I thought you said like Womanade. Like no, no. Wolverine like Lemonade. <laughs> it's like a lemon shakeup made out of laughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds good. We should, we should have that next, next week on our show. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, man. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk in the top here a little bit about your show and what you guys do? Yeah. So first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Joel DeWitt. I am co-host of a uh, competing podcast, but not really uh, Super <laughs> GG Radio, which is just a like I try to describe it as like a video game variety hour. It, it has the kind of standard template stuff of like what you've been playing, but we split it up between. At the start, we do like betas and alphas and talk about them at the beginning. We'll talk about how we're trying to clear out our backlog. Sometimes we'll touch on news, but then like we come up with silly games and stuff and figure out try streaming plans about how to play new stuff or at least like challenge our friends to do things like for example, we have our friend doing a stream of all the Metal Gear Solid games because he's never played them before. Mm-hmm. So like as someone who's blind to it, it can be kind of a fascinating thing because he's an interesting cat in the first place, but then like couple that with the insanity of that series and it it's kind of fun to watch, but uh, yeah. Uh, again, thanks guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Man, man Did- that sounds like a, that could take a while. Every single, every <laughs> yeah, game. yeah, they're long. <laughs> so I, I don't sit and watch all of them, but uh, I, I made sure to watch when they did to the more crazy moments. Yeah. Did he did he uh, play Twin Snakes, the the GameCube one, or did he play the PlayStation one for? Uh, we had him do the PlayStation one. I I kind of thought about it. He probably would have had a better time with Twin Snakes, <laughs> based on his experience. Just because like the PS one one is a little janky uh, yes or just and hard, a little antiquated can't yeah. look in the first person view sure and honestly yeah. i've come to really like some of the crazier uh cinematics mm-hmm. they chose for the gamecube game in a way so it's just, I, I would if i was to go back to this point i'd probably choose the gamecube version yeah it depends on how you want to do it like if it's if he like knows absolutely nothing about the game whatsoever or like 
I guess has like a certain expectation of what the way the game would go, then maybe the PlayStation one is the better one to start with. Cause it's always cool to see like what they had at the beginning and like how they built on that in every game. Yeah. Like I, I always want, I wanted to play through all of the dragon quest games. I made it through over half of them. I played through like one, two, three, four, and five and mm-hmm. seven and like half of eight and half of nine. And I found it really cool to just start from the very beginning and just see like what was added in each next and in each sequel from there. And I think that's important if you're trying to play through the whole thing. But as far as like, yeah, make, having it easier to play, I think the Twin Snakes works too. I think it'd be cool to play both of them, actually. Back I did back. actually see um, Twin Snakes in the Wild recently. Yeah. That's what it reminded me. It's at a discreet play here in town. Uh, looks like it's the actual case. Sometimes this place will like make fake cases. Uh, How much was it going for? Forty nine ninety nine. Wow. Uh, okay. And that's actually a fairly good price for, I think, for a game store. Yeah. How much did you buy yours for, Jeremy? And you got it no case, right? Yeah. It was. I think it was thirty something. I'd have to look, but yeah, no case. So I mean, I didn't pay a whole lot less. Hmm. Yeah, GameCube has been to the point where it's starting to really tick up in retail value. The, that was the also fire, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the Fire Emblem I came across uh, at oh, a local yeah, yeah. shop here just last night. They wanted two hundred bucks. Whoa! Wow. Okay, I have that game still, thankfully. <laughs> but yeah, two hundred dollars. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you have that, a gem. That's a little hands. ridiculous. <laughs> I, I have Earthbound also, which thankfully I never brought myself to, to sell that. That's another one that's hmm. catches a decent price. Yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, GameCube games, I feel like, have always been kind of on the rise, especially, like, you know, like, Nintendo first-party stuff never really goes down in price, like, even, right. like, years later, so. But, yeah, Fire Emblem, yeah. wow. I know, like, uh, Cubivore, that was one I was looking into that's selling for, like, $300, I think, in most places, and and oh, uh, what was it? I, I mean, Skies of Arcadia, I just got, my fiancé bought it for me, like, a couple of, like, last year or the year before, and that one was kind of one I was looking at, and I think she had to pay, like, 40 50 bucks for it or something like that. Like those RPGs are normally, especially Japanese RPGs, are pretty expensive still. I think, even though I don't know, maybe Bait and Kados is pretty cheap. But yeah, GameCube, <laughs> Twin Snakes. I, I bought it when it came out, so I still have it. I still so have I, I just found it in my eBay one. history. I paid twenty nine dollars for it. Just okay, there you go. With, with free shipping, but that was in twenty twenty six December twenty six twenty seventeen, almost two years ago. It's a it's a fun one. I liked it. Uh, there's a part in there where you can like sh- there's like a stuff there's like a stuffed Yoshi and a stuffed Mario and a mushroom and if you like shoot the mushroom you get your life back. That was a, something mm-hmm. I utilized in that game. But speaking of games, let's talk about how we normally do on this show. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, sure. I will go first. I, this was my nickname. I've, I've been playing a Tony Hawk Tony Hawk American Skateland on Nintendo DS on my 3DS. So my 3DS lives again. I've still been. Nice. I brought. It, I've brought it out and been. I actually took it with me when I on my last uh, job that I did. Wow! Did they really spell it out? State with an eight? Of course they did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's actually well. It's the portable version of American Wasteland, which came out on GameCube. But sure. uh, actually, I for some reason I guess I couldn't afford the GameCube version, but I can afford the DS version at the time when it came out, and I bought the DS version first. And then I bought the GameCube one later, and I actually liked the DS one better in the long run, probably because that was the first one I played. But I just, I, I had really good, really fond memories of it, and I still have it. And I was like, well, shit, I should just break it out and play it again because, yeah, because it's cool. And it's really, it's a nice to have a portable Tony Hawk game. Like, it's really easy game to play when you're just anywhere waiting around for something. You just, you just pop it up and just, you know, those moves are just uh, ingrained in, in my blood, like muscle memory or whatever. I just can do, can just do it. And I think it looks great still for, for a DS game. It's very much like a, 
um, what would you call it? Like cell shaded, I guess. But it's mm-hmm. but it's fully 3D. You know, you can do you can do all the moves. There's like some touch screen moves in there. Like you touch the bottom of the the bottom left of the screen to do like a slow mo move. There's also like you can put th- up to three special moves on the touch screen that you just touch it and it'll automatically do it. Stuff like that. Um, it's got like full voice acting. That's why I said fuck yeah because whenever you uh, whenever you get whenever you like land a land a trick in the game, it says that really loud and it's amazing. Like to hear that come out of a 3ds. <laughs> your D- your DS is yelling fuck yeah at you. I love it. Yeah. No, I wanted to I wanted to get the actual sound of it for the for my nickname if i'm able to but yeah it's basically when you land a, when you land a trick it's like it says fuck yeah and then when you and then when you like bail it says shit <laughs> like that <laughs> and you it. can like and there's like a little mini game on the on the touch screen where if you touch these three raising bars at the right time you'll have like a bigger freak out depending on how you bail or whatever and you get points for that too that was something that they added in wasteland where you like hit hit like certain buttons after you after you fall down and you can like break your skateboard or something and you'll get points for that, you know, that type of thing. But yeah, no, how, it's, it's how, how, sorry, quick question. How does the touch screen feel when you're using it to do the auto command on it? Cause I kind of, I'm imagining like holding the 3ds in a weird claw motion, trying to do it while you're playing. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not ideal. Like you don't want to put like a manual, like a special manual on there or something, but if you mm-hmm. like go off a half pipe and hit it and it does a flip move, you know, that's, that's about all I use it for, for the touch screen special stuff. I wouldn't, recommend trying to incorporate it into combos and stuff like that because you probably have to use both (laughs) your thumbs like reach into the screen yeah it's just it's on the right side of the screen so it's like right in it and it's like yeah the far right and then there's three squares that you just press and they have different like images on there depending on what special move you have just hold the stylus in your mouth yeah and just (laughs) bend forward us i mean i mean you can do you can do specials regular that's just like a little perk for the ds one you know you don't have to use that at all to get through the game like it's not it's not required like the slow motion thing like you go through the whole game without using that either and it, nobody really asks you to use it so it's just it's just a thing that it's like hey we got a touch screen let's throw some stuff on there you know yeah, was this was a pretty sad. early ds game i don't i don't think so i think it was i thought it was like mid ds life and there is another one that i actually wanted to get but i didn't get around to getting it yet uh proving ground is on d is on ds as well that was the final Neversoft. uh Tony Hawk game, so I wanted to check it out, and I think uh, what was it Vicarious Visions did the DS version of it, so they did a bunch of they did a bunch of Spider Man shit and other stuff like that, so they're fairly, oh, yeah. fairly well known. But it's like you know, back to Activision again, almost. yeah. But it's really, I mean, it's really cool. Like it's, I really miss the old like the way they would do the cutscenes on DS. Like if they did it, it, they did this a couple times. Like if there was a GameCube game and they wanted to put it on DS, they did like these cool like comic book looky like backgrounds and like a full voiceover. So it's like there's a story like that that uh plays out in panels and you kind of see stuff move like as an image like moving over stuff and an animation but it doesn't like animate. But it's really cool. Like I feel like it has a really cool style to it. They did the same thing on the uh on the Spider-Man game, the comic book Spider-Man game that was on there that I got for DS where it's like they'd have the same cutscenes but they'd all be kind of like in like these with these moving flat images with full with full uh, voice acting and I think it's really cool. Like I miss that style. Like I miss like how they had to kind of create a brand new game to do a DS port of it, you know, but yeah, it's still a lot of fun. I, I totally recommend it. If anybody wants to play Tony Hawk, you know, handheld portable, that's probably the best way to do it. I guess there was a, I think underground two was on PSP or something like that, but I think Skateland's probably the best one on DS and you can, and you can go and you can play a classic mode too, where you just do like the two minute runs and just aim for like scores and collecting skate and stuff like that. So they included that mode on the DS as well. So it's great. It's a lot of fun to play. It's been my on-the-go game. 
Also, uh, I have Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening and Dragon Quest XI fully loaded on my on my Switch. I went ahead and made the plunge. I mean, I was going to buy them anyway, but I <laughs> I went I used used a two of two of my game vouchers, so I have one left still. Um, wow. And uh, and I still have like thirty gigs left. I actually went through this. I I, I I did the purge on my system. I like went through and like deleted <laughs> everything that I knocked off, like DC Universe Online, a bunch of other shit that was like twenty twenty gigs. I, I kicked uh, Resident Evil Revelations two off there, which really made me sad because I never beat that oh. game. But but it's like a thirty gig download, so it's like ah. Uh, Your like, save file remains. It's okay. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna have time to beat it now. Like I'll just I need to take it off for all this other stuff. So yeah, I knocked knocked a bunch of stuff on there. I have thirty gigs left still, so I can still put Witcher on there if I want to because <laughs> that one's like almost I think it's like twenty eight gigs. I'm still debating whether I'll get that physical or not just because of like the. Just because the space of my switch is like really getting, getting valuable, but yeah, no, I, I downloaded both of those. Yeah, it's uh it's dropping Thursday night. Of course, uh, everything I've seen of Link's Awakening looks incredible. Like I really like the clay style and all that. Like I'm I'm very pumped for it. Are both Drag- Dragon Quest and Link's Awakening dropping on Thursday night? No, Dragon yeah. Quest is next week. Yeah. Next week, okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, Dragon Quest is the 27th, Link's Awakening is the 20th. So, but I just wanted to make sure I had the space in there for both of them. So that's what I did. Uh, They're preloaded. They'll be ready to rock it. They're ready to around. rock. Yeah, I, I played the 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 Contra Rogue Core demo is out now. I played around with that. It's pretty short. It's still so weird to me. I don't know if you remember Joel seeing that on. It was on one of the directs, or any of you guys remember seeing it. That that wasn't pretty. I, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's not what you expect when you hear the word Contra for well, sure. Well, it's also yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's also like so not Contra. It reminds me of that. Do you remember what that like that top down zombie game was on uh on on PS3 they like gave it away was it for Dead free? Dead Island? No, no, not that one. That one that one was okay. a first person shooter one. No, it was like it was a top down like twin stick shooter zombie game called yeah, like Yeah, I can't Dead, remember the name. Called though. like Dead Zone or something like that. I know it's not Dead Zone, but but yeah, whatever it is. I got it for free after the after the PlayStation Network went down because they gave away I don't know if you remember they gave away a couple free games to everybody because the network <laughs> yeah. was down for so long, you know, and that was the only game one of the only games that I didn't already own that they were offering, so it was like I went for that. But yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. It's like it's so it's so not Contra at all. It's weird. Like just playing Contra like on a on a top down thing. Seems strange. I mean, granted, there are, there were some like you know bonus stages in previous Contra games that, that worked like that, like in Super C and Contra Three. But yeah, it's just it's weird. It it still has like I mean, it's definitely all out action. Like you you like show up to the first level like riding on a missile and all that, like you would in like Contra Three. And you have a special move where you like jump up in the air and grab a missile and like slam it down and kill everybody on screen and stuff like that. But yeah, the graphics look really weird. Like I don't know what it is. It looks like. I don't know. It almost looks like YouTube when you don't have like a good signal, you know, like that type of thing. <laughs> and everything's kind of uh-huh. looks like it's made out of boxes. That's kind of it's kind of the sort of the vibe I get from it, I guess. But yeah, there's a demo out there. You can play it. It's uh, it really is only about like 20 minutes long. I think it's I think it's like the first level. But yeah, I don't know if you can do co-op on the demo or not. I I I, I mean, I don't have anybody else who who played it or wants to play it, so I wasn't able to do that, but I thought I'd mess around with it to see how it is, and yeah, it's really weird. It's a really weird non-Contra Contra. I don't know what they were thinking of there. It's definitely not the whole, like, uh, you know, Twitch-based shooter, like, get hit once, die type of thing. Like, you, you have a life bar, you have, like, multiple lives. I died, like, four times, and I still didn't get a game over, so I don't know. I don't know how many lives you had. 
the, you, the look had a real like I'm going to tack on a well-established name to a game that's not doing well developmentally yeah. to try to muster up some interest, you know? Yeah, that's a weird – I guess that's a weird thing for Konami to do, but I don't – I mean, that seems like such a Nintendo thing where it's like, oh, we have this weird – you know, like Dinosaur Planet that became like Star Fox Adventures or something like that, you know, where it's like right. a thing that doesn't really – probably won't go anywhere, so let's throw a guy on there. But yeah, it's just a – I don't know. It's just a really weird direction for Contra, especially after like the after after having like the Contra collection and all that, and that you know that did pretty well. And I figured maybe they'd do like a new two D one, you know, that's like kind of like something along the lines of like Contra Four. If you ever played that on DS, that one was really good too. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it didn't really sell me on the game. I think the game is like twenty or thirty dollars also, and that's like way too much of a price for what I'm looking at on that. But I wanted to try it out for the show, and I did. So there you go. I. uh so I, I canceled my Dra- Dragon Quest Eleven physical pre-order that I talked about. I last guess week. I get it. I guess I get it. Well, it's like over. It's like over twice the price of the digital version. So Dragon Quest one through three got a got a uh, release. It, it's coming out for America now digitally on the twenty seventh, the same day as Dragon Quest Eleven, and they're releasing the games for like I think one and two are like five dollars each, and uh, I think three is like twelve dollars. But you can get yeah. them digitally now. I ordered it physical from China with like the American subtitles and all that, because I didn't know whether it was going to come out or not. And now it is coming out. So there you go. So I, but I was able to easily cancel it from play Asia. All I mean, they hadn't, they hadn't charged me anything. They charged me a dollar. They weren't going to ship until October supposedly. Yeah. Well, they said you might not get it till October. So I was like the fact that they were selling the physical for 50 and I can get all of them digitally for like 20 or, or yeah, it would have been 50 total with all the shipping and all that. It was just way, it was like half the price, and I can get it on the day. So I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not. I'm not getting the, the physical one." And I'm not really. I don't know how you are on this, Joel, but I'm not really a physical game person. I know which which side are you on of the battle of that? I'm holding on to dear life for physical copies of stuff. Yeah. It's not something <laughs> that is my final decision making point. But if there's a game I know I want, especially since my my hard drive space for Switch, I think is about 128 gigabytes. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of fridge cleaning if you have to buy full copies of games in that sense. Yeah. I, I still stick with the physical when I can. Although I know that we're veering towards an all digital future, mm. so I'm I'm fighting it's the inevitable. <laughs> yeah, was, was... see, I'm I'm definitely riding the line myself. I've been half half and half pretty much. I guess when it comes to new games, I'm usually digital though, but I still like to collect old games. So I don't know though. I haven't bought a Switch game physically in a while, to be honest. I think it was Labo bought... was the last one I got. Yeah, level was the last one I got too. Um, well, Super know, Mario Maker. I, I was. You got Super Mario Maker two di- uh, physical, John. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah that was I after Labo. That is one yeah. I got digital. Just to, that. That's really like where I'll go digital is if I know I want it on the system at all times, yeah, and yeah. that I just want to be able to pick it up whenever without having to switch a cartridge. That that was so, actually that was actually one of the only that was probably like one of the few Wii U games that I didn't get physical was uh was Super Mario Maker for that same reason. Just because yeah. I wanted it on the system at all times. And oh, one, but it's got a cool booklet on Wii U. So I, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure it does. But that. I wanted, I just wanted it to be on there and fully accessible whenever I wanted it. So you know. Oh and yeah, it, I, I, was, I was lazy. I did I didn't, digital didn't, for both of them. Didn't want to get up yeah. all three, all yeah. three of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I went digital for the 3DS as well. Well, once once I realized that um, that Nintendo releases all of their third party games at like 11 o'clock Central st- Central Time the day before the release, I've really, that's been selling me on digital all the time. Cause like, like tomorrow night I can play Link's Awakening at 11 o'clock. 
that's awesome. Like digitally, like boom, right then it's, it's ready to go. And you, you preload it. It's already on there. You don't got to wait till Friday. You already got it Thursday night. Like that's been the big seller for me for games, cool. that, so, for games that do that. And some of the third party yep. stuff do it sometimes, but Nintendo does it every time. So I like it. And they start well, doing that. With they keep you awake. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm really excited to play it. It looks, it looks gorgeous. So yeah, I got that. I played, I played a little bit more of deadly premonition. I don't know if you've ever played that game, Joel, or know what that is. I'm aware of what it is vaguely, just based <laughs> off of the reaction from the announcements, but nothing else really. Well, it was on it was on the Nintendo Direct. Um, I guess they're doing a. I don't know if Nintendo is producing the second one or not, but it is going to be a Switch exclusive or a timed exclusive or something at the beginning. But Deadly Premonition is a. It's basically Twin Peaks the game, but without characters from Twin Peaks. And I'm a huge fan of the show, so I absolutely love the game. And I've still been playing the game and. Yeah, that game's awesome. Like I at first I kind of like just wanted to play it because it's weird, but now I kind of love it. Like it's actually become <laughs> like a game that I really really enjoy playing. And I got it's very to, weird. I got to the point where you, you post. Yeah, I've been posting random stuff on Twitter just because it has amazing <laughs> cutscenes in it and amazing dialogue. And I got to the point where you like kind of meet, you do like a town meeting to talk about like, you know, there's a person who got killed, like, you know, like who same thing like, you know, like instead of finding Laura in the lake, they find like a woman stuck to a tree like that type of thing. Like, there's been a murder in the town. They call the FBI, FBI in to take care of it. Blah blah. blah. Uh, mm-hmm. He he does a town mo- town meeting with the with everybody there, and you meet like the cast of characters from the show, and they're really not hiding it at all. There's a lady called the Pot Lady instead of the Log Lady, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> so I don't know how familiar you guys are with Twin Peaks, but uh, the Log Lady she talks about her log and how the log has like seen things and stuff like that, and the Pot Lady kind of does the same thing. She's like R.I.P. Car- log Lady, right? Yeah, yeah. The actress she she died. Well, actually, she died in the third season of Twin Peaks. Um, I mean, in the story and in real life. Spoilers, but you should watch all of them. They're great. But uh, but she refers to her pot in the same way. She'll be like, my pot, my pot's seen things, or my pot is cold, and she carries this pot around like this metal pot, you know, that's closed. You don't know what's in there, but. There's the pot lady, as equivalent of the log lady. And, of course, there's, like, a double R diner, but it's called something else. And, you know, like, the lady that was killed, she worked there as well. And then there's an older lady that works there that's, like, has an affair with another person. It's very much like you could tell that it's totally Twin Peaks, but they changed the name of everybody, and, and I love it. I wish that <laughs> I wish there was a timeline where uh, I think the developer's name is Sweary that, that did this game, the, the actual guy, like, who, who put it together. Uh, who wrote it and all that. I would love there to be a timeline where he got the Twin Peaks license and they actually made a Twin Peaks movie with this engine. It would be so fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, it would be... Like they made yeah. a movie, but with the engine of the... No, like the they game. made... Like they say, like, say they took like Deadly Premonition, but it was actually had the license of Twin Peaks. So like your main character was Cooper and like all the characters in there were the... You know, we're we're the guys. Proper analogs. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all the we're all the characters in there, and it was it was Laura Palmer and and all that stuff, and yeah, it'd be amazing. But yeah, no, I'm still I'm still into that game. I've been playing that. So I played I played some more Super Super NES Online. I see that I already clocked 15 hours on there, according to my to how much I've played. So Jeremy did as well. So we've we've already we already hit that thing pretty hard. Yeah, not that it's a competition or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll save that for when Dragon Quest Eleven comes out. It'll <laughs> be the there competition to see how quick we can get through that hundred plus. That's going to be like game. a book report or a book club sort of thing, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So I beat I beat Star Fox. I beat F Zero. So I got two be two games beat on there. I was uh, I was playing Super Metroid the other night, and I I always like you know I think Met- Super Metroid is one of the best games of all time. It's one of my favorite games of all time. 
And I would always say like there's, that it's not possible to get stuck in there anywhere. But I did. I got to a part where I couldn't progress. It's never happened to me ever. And then Metroid did you 3. forget what to do or did no? You I can't. I couldn't. Stuck? I couldn't do anything. I just couldn't do anything. Like I could not progress. Oh. I think I also. It also might be because because I kind of broke the game. Like I've there's certain things you can get early if you know how to do the wall jump. And uh, oh, okay. And I got the wave beam way earlier than I should have. So I got to the play to a point where I needed like. I needed like the speed, be able to run, do the run move, and like the power bomb, and like the grappling hook, and I didn't have any of those because I surpassed all that stuff to get the wave bean and go there. And I got to a point where I just could not progress. There's like it, it was like I'd fallen so far down this hole that I couldn't jump back up. I don't have a freeze. I don't have a freeze beam. There's no guys to jump onto, oh. even if I did have that. And I just couldn't get back up. So all I did was I just stood in the lava until I died and started over again. Well, I started from the save point that I had, but that's never happened to me before. I actually, you know, not walked myself into a corner on, on Super Metroid. But is there a way to backtrack cleverly after you get the wave beam to where you can get all that stuff in order? Well, the save point that I saved at is not in an area where I'll be completely stuck. Like I'll just have to go back the other way, you know. But where, but where I went past the save point, I just couldn't progress from there. I fell into an oh, area. Oh, so that you I saw the wave of. beam then? Yeah, no, I do. I still, I still have everything, and I went and beat the boss down there, the guy that you knock into the lava and all that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I just after that, I, I just got to a point where I just couldn't progress, so I killed myself and then went back to the save point, and now I can go a different way. But there's, I've never seen that in a in a game where you you know where you go to a place where you just can't go there, go anywhere. You have to wait for the time to go out. There's no time in this, but you know where you basically have to kill yourself and start over again. You have to like loto yourself, I guess. You say adventures of Lodo. Yeah, I didn't know that was in there, but you could do it if you break if you break Super Metroid, you can get yourself stuck. I played uh, I played Friday the Thirteenth for a while on Friday the Thirteenth. Of course, that game is so buggy. <laughs> it was like the buggiest it's ever been when I played it last. I took a picture and put it on Twitter of like, uh, there's been a, there was a thing where you'd like the, whoever was playing Jason would like pick up somebody and they would like float in front of him, so it looked like he was doing a, a force a force choke on them. So I, I put that I was like I was like uh, Jason's a Jedi because he's like holding this person in front of him. I don't know if you played that game at all, Joel. It's fun, but it's like so glitchy. I, I did a little bit on PS4 back yeah. when they offered it as part of PS Plus. It's yeah. it, it is fun, but you're you're right. It is very janky, yeah. and you have to be okay with that. And I I didn't quite have the patience at that point to give it a shot. And there, there's a lot of those asynchronous games now that mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to pick which one to choose from. Yeah, I'm actually. It makes me a little bit more interested in uh, Dead by Daylight because I think that one's a lot smoother. It looks like it runs better, and it looks like it looks better from what I've seen of it. And it's coming out next mm-hmm. week. And also, they're adding uh, Stranger Things stuff in there. Yeah, you, you that can, that one really makes me curious. Which looks cool. Where that, you can play as characters from the show, and they have the what are they? What are they called? The the Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Those are in there too, and you can be one of those, which is which is awesome. Like you can run. Oh, you can be one. one. You can be one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it, sick. Because maybe it, they made the game janky on purpose to keep in line with the movies. What uh, Friday Thirteenth? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I mean, it's still fun to play. It's just uh, there's. It looks like there's going to be a lot more variety to to Dead by Daylight because they have like the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff in there as well, and now they have Stranger Things and. And what isn't like a ash in there as well from Evil Dead? So yeah, it's I mean, just blatantly letting you know it's a template for a hor- for horror. Yeah, you can kind of throw whatever in there, and uh, I'm excited about it. But it is like coming out like right in the middle of a bunch of other shit. So I don't know if I'll get it next week or not. And it is forty bucks, but maybe in the future. Who knows? 
And uh, my my biggest game or my biggest DLC of the week is uh, Horizon Chase Turbo, a racing game that I've talked about a lot on this game. And I actually I feel regrets every day that I scored that game lower than I did in, in our in our top ten. I think it should have been higher. I think I think I gave it like number nine or something like that. I should have given it like six. Because I didn't still, know at the time. Because I still play it all the time and it's fucking awesome. But they finally released the Summer Vibes DLC. Which uh, was paid, which I didn't know that it was a dollar ninety nine. I didn't, I didn't care. You know, I, I had no problem buying it. But uh, you get, you get a new car. You get a uh, twelve new tracks that are all summer themed to play on Horizon Chase Turbo. And uh, I went through. I played through all of them last night. Uh, they, and there, and you unlock a, uh, I think four new skins for the car as you go through the levels too. So you have to get like first places on the ones that have skins in them. And it's, it's basically the car from Outrun. It's the, it's the convertible. It's a red convertible with a with a male and a female in it, and each skin is a different like uh, combination of those. So there's like there's like two women, there's two guys, there's like sort of like a Miami Vice looking uh, two people in there. There's an orange and the new black one in there too, where they're wearing like those prison suits. It's like the final one that you get. I'm like okay, but yeah, you get a cool little convertible with people in there, and yeah, and it and the different and the people that are in there vary depending on which. Uh, which skin you get. But yeah, no, I played that. All the new levels are cool. Uh, that's my pick of the week is the Horizon Chase Turbo DLC. There's there's an empty spot for a third DLC on there as well, uh, the, which I noticed. They haven't announced anything about that, but that's cool. They're going to keep adding stuff to it. I have no problem paying like $2 for more, for more races, you know. It's still a lot of fun. And I only have like, I think I only have like three countries left to get all golds on before I've gotten golds on every racetrack. So, and they, and they do like, um they have like a, what what they call the playground where it has like um extra stuff that you can play based on time like they, there's like a storm storm chaser i think is what it's called right now where you play levels that have like you know storms going on in the background and it's like a free dlc thing and if you beat it you get a you get an extra skin for for your cars and stuff like that so that's kind of been a timely thing like kind of like smat kind of like the splatfest or yeah. like the tetris maximus 99 which i've been playing that still of course which uh yeah that game's still awesome I, I do I do the daily challenge, so I pretty much play it every day. So it's been uh, I was I played the 999 mode, which is the endless mode earlier, and yeah. uh, I played that for like a half hour, like <laughs> just because it never stops. So, but yeah, no that and and speaking of that, if anybody anybody listening to this lives in the Chicago area, we are actually doing a Nintendo Switch meetup next week next next Wednesday the 25th. With uh, with Kevin, Kevin Fair has been on the show a few times uh, for my play games, and we're actually doing we're going to do a Tetris ninety nine tournament, like eight person tournament that you can do with the DLC and all that. So that's going to be super exciting. If you're around, come to the Emporium Logan Square. It starts at seven o'clock. Come check that out. And I and I'm building a I'm building a puzzle game playlist for it. So I'll be DJing, and you get to hear all that fun stuff. So I'm super excited about it. So yeah, if you're in Chicago, come see us there. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's my stuff for the week. Cool. Well, uh, I've been playing a few things uh, just to kind of stay aligned with what you started with, uh, Trey. I played some more Tony Hawk on the N64. We're talking the original one. Um, I have one tape left before, and I haven't even tried out. It's called Roswell, the last one. Yeah, I think it's Roswell. It's uh, yeah, with the alien in there. Yeah. When the so I still I still have silver in the last in the uh, Burnside. I don't think I've gotten gold in that yet. Well, that was the first one or the second one. I can't remember. 
So I haven't gotten everything yet, but as far as tapes go, I've got one tape, and it's the high score tape on San Francisco. So okay, man, it, it took me a long time to remember where all the letters were for skate. That's, yeah. that was probably what took the longest because yeah, I, they're kind of so long since I played. They're kind of complicated because some you got to break glass and like go into that tunnel that takes you to the top. I think right in the in the wall uh-huh. in San Francisco. Yeah, and then that last uh, hidden tape is kind of kind of a pain, but I still think probably downhill jams the hardest one. Oh, yeah. No, that one's a pain in the ass to get to because it has all that jumping. But, yeah, so play that. Feeling good about myself. I don't know. Hopefully I get that score tape this week and I can finally say, hey, I played all the way through Tony Hawk. Uh, been playing the Super Nintendo Online quite a bit. And, I yeah, it says I've played about 20 hours. So we're around the same on that. I played nearly all of that with my 8-bit modded controller. So. I talk about that thing all the time, but this is actually how it's gotten the most use ever since I made it, since mm-hmm. I brought it to life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, the one that, um, for you, Joel, the one that Jeremy's talking about is actually his original S- an original Super Nintendo controller rebuilt to be a Switch controller. It's pretty rad. You can actually buy a kit from 8-Bit Doe and, and, and make your old controllers into wireless controllers. It's, it's really neat. Oh. Oh man, I'm not sure I'd have steady hands enough to install. A it's chip su- it's super easy. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I I saw that on sale today, and I was like, well, that's that's cheaper than the 45 bucks they want for their Super NES analogous thing. But uh, yeah, which it wasn't quite 45. I I did actually pre-order one of those. It was like 36, I think, after oh, shipping and handling sale? and everything. Uh, well, no, I guess maybe you're th- maybe you're talking about the other 8-bit dough controller. Yeah, I yeah. was talking about the. The one that Nintendo's offering. Sorry, I got confused there. Oh, yeah. I saw those sold out pretty quick, didn't they? Supposedly they're sold out, so I'm happy I, I got a pre-order in. Um, I don't think they've charged me for it yet, so let's see how that actually works. But yeah. they let me put an order through. Um, one advantage with that, and I think I might have talked about it a little bit last week, is that it has the L2 and R2 buttons on the top that aren't normally, you know, on a Super Nintendo controller. And that's how you can still use all of the uh, emulation features. So, you know, the rewind, if you're, if you're going to use that, or save states, or even just going back to the game selection, uh, that all uses the R and the L. So you can't do that with the controller I have currently, which is kind of a pain. And you also can't, you know, do capture video or screenshots. Like, yeah. So there's... Definitely limit limitations to this thing. So, and by the time like I paid shipping, and then I waited like probably at least a month for the kit to arrive, um, for this controller, I had spent probably close to thirty bucks on it anyway. And then you, well, then you got to include the the cost of the SNES controller, what that's worth as far as acquiring an original. But I just was lucky and had a broken one laying around that I that I was able to gut. So. Yeah, it was broken even, so you could you can make it have life again, which is so makes it even easier. I think, yeah, 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 it's great. It's like a good old friend getting a second life. Um, <laughs> I still am going to stand beside the price. I think thirty bucks for the SNES controller, what they're asking for, is a great price. So I'm looking forward to getting that to play more Mario Kart, which uh, still playing that a lot with my partner. We play that all the time, but still have only gotten up to silver in the special cup. 100 cc i really think it's harder to player like i don't think it's easier to player uh. because everything's people are switching places so quickly like you're at a great risk of attacking each other 
And so you're trying not to attack each other, and then uh, that makes it harder. So we haven't we haven't been able to get gold yet, but I think we will eventually. But I'm looking forward to being able to play it with an SNES controller because I usually let her use my controller for that, and then I use the um, the the Pro controller. And I just feel like I don't know. I feel like there's a bit of a delay in the Pro versus the NES. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably crazy yeah. talk because they're both recognized as a pro controller by the system but yeah for some reason i just feel like it controls a lot better with the 8-bit dough so there you go that's another complaint about the pro controller d-pad i mean we've got we've got them all day <laughs> um as you'll hear yeah but uh yeah it's still playing uh pilot wings a little bit haven't progressed beyond the first level they show the hang glider mario world i've gotten about halfway through that i'm, I'm at castle four mm. and i've gotten there through both paths so I'm trying to unlock all the levels as I go. Uh, and then I beat Zelda today, actually, just right before nice. we uh, recorded. So that was my reference at the top because at the end they show like a montage of um, where all the characters that you've met through the story are. And you're kind of like wishing like when you touch the Triforce, like your wish is that for everything to go back to normal or whatever, I guess is kind of what it implies. But it shows like flippers for sale and it has the, the king mm. uh, Zora and his two Zoras there. I thought that was kind of a cool little image. I'd forgotten about that. So, but yeah, I beat it. I saw, I rolled credits on that probably about thirty minutes before we started recording. So nice. proud of myself for that. Probably at least the tenth time I've beaten that game in my life, if not more. Uh, didn't use the rewind at all. So yeah, I did it legit. Yeah, you can't with your with your Super Nintendo controller, nope. and I can't do save states either so yeah. i just did everything the classic way and i had it all set up because you know you could like quit the game without saving and then you could like get all your items back that you had in your bottles hmm. i was all set up to do that for the final battle with ganon but then i beat him on my first try so oh, yeah that that i've been playing with the rewind the rewind really like makes everything so much easier especially if you're playing like Star Fox or F-Zero. Like, I was playing Star Fox, and I accidentally lost a wing, and I'm just like, rewind, and then I don't, and then I then I have the wing back, and then I keep playing, you know? Same thing with, like, with like F-Zero. I'm like, oh, I accidentally fell off the thing, and I died. I'm like, rewind, okay. Or it'll be well, like, so far, I've yeah. only used rewind I've for the... I completely forgot uh, about it. Yeah. I've been doing... I've, I've, only, I've, been I've doing only used rewind time. for the yeah. Yoshi bonus games, Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I was just save-stating all over the place with uh, Star Fox. Mm. I completely forgot about that rewind. Rewinding it's is pretty awesome. much a constant yeah. save state for the past 30 seconds. Yeah. It, uh, I'll tell you guys, uh, I've got a five and seven year old rewind is a godsend for them. Cause oh, this well, stuff, yeah. it, it's a little beyond them still. So like being able to see them screw up at a castle and then just be like, well, just let's pause it for a second, back up for five seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll try that again. It, it's almost, and almost that's as a way to even just try to get them to learn the concepts of a game like Mario, like yeah. you oh, have yeah, to jump yeah. this far. No, you have to hold down the run to be able to make this leap. You know, so it's 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 a nice quality of life feature. Yeah. Yeah. It really is just a, a sped up version of what we had to do. Yeah. <laughs> we just had to <laughs> slog through a lot of stuff. We just to had to, to yeah. Well, yeah. It's, well, it's like you know, you you get to a jump that you can't make, and you gotta and you die, and then you gotta get all the way back to that jump, and then you make that jump, and there's another jump you can't make, so now you gotta go back and make that jump, and the next jump, and yeah. That's what we had to go through, but it, yeah, no, it's it's great for uh, somebody trying to get get used I to agree. it, and even like for someone like uh like like us nowadays, where we don't have as much time to play, it's so much nicer to just like, you know, like with Star Fox, like I would, you know, I would have I would have died, and I would have had to go back and build up my double shot again, but instead, 
I just go back a couple of seconds and now I had the double shot and I'll just do better. And then I beat the, and I beat the whole thing on one life. You know, I don't die at all yep. because I'll just rewind every time I screw up. I know exactly where I screwed up. I beat it on one life without yeah. using rewind. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. Yeah. Well, um, I didn't, I didn't, I, I mean, I, I didn't just beat it on the easy <laughs> mode though. I didn't, yeah. I didn't use like, I didn't go to the alternate paths. Oh, I sure. thought that was a flex for a second. <laughs> oh, it was a flex, but it was just the easy, easy mode. So. I, I only, mm-hmm. I only rewound once and that's because I lost my wing. I didn't want to play with one wing. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> because I wanted that fucking double shot. Like, but I it's because I've been shot. using this controller. But yeah. you know, I want to I want to uh, make sure that everybody knows. Once I get this new controller, I'm probably going to use rewind because yeah. I'm going to go back to Zelda. I'm going to I'm going to go back to the games that you know I I know I can already beat, and yeah, that's going to be how it goes. So mm-hmm. Pilot Wings for sure is going to be a rewind feature because oh, yeah, I, I, I want to see a, like later levels in that game I never have seen before. Yeah, I didn't. I never used the rewind for Pilot Wings, and I did play that for a while. I got to the, I got to the older man with the sunglasses. Like I got to that part where you have the four. That's where I'm at too. Yeah, and and I just save stated there. But for Pilot Wings, I just do it like I play a level, and if I do well enough on it, I save state. You know, and then I'll return to that if I fuck up. But I've never like, you know, like if I don't land, I haven't like rewounded and try and try to land again. I guess I never even thought about that. Yeah, I'm gonna do it for sure. Because some of it's like more complicated, especially with like the planes and stuff, but. I still love that game though. That game's so much fun, and the and the mode seven looks so cool on it. Still, I th- I still think it looks awesome. Like just like but you I, know, flying around yeah. the flat map and all oh, that. Oh, it does. And it looks beautiful. Like the HD upscaling on it like, mm. looks great. Um, so I definitely wanted to mention though for for pick of the week, I'm definitely going to say SNES Online because it's got me super hyped for uh, Link's Awakening. I mean, because that's pretty much a soft sequel to Link to the Past. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels the most like that game, really. Yeah. You know, especially in the chronology when it was released, that felt like the Super Nintendo game on the Game Boy as closely as it could be. For sure. So. And I wasn't it originally supposed to be a link to the past on Game Boy? Wasn't that originally what they were trying before they realized it didn't work? That's that's what I heard. That but, wouldn't surprise I think me. I heard something like that. Yeah, that they yeah. were. I think I might have even read it in Nintendo Power at the time. Like I felt like I knew it before I played the game. But yeah, no, I think originally they were going to try to like port a link to the past to a Game Boy, and they couldn't quite do it, so it ended up becoming something else. So, but I'm pretty sure that Link's Awakening is based on Link to the Past. So, like, that's why they feel so similar, you know. And well, I remember. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm super excited now because I'm just into that mode. I'm into that that mode of Zelda mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but yeah, still playing Final Fantasy VIII. And uh, I feel like it's the the systems are starting to click for me finally. Um, but that's just maybe kind of how I feel at the moment. But mm-hmm. still, haven't gotten that far in the story. I'm in the train on my way to my first mission. So well, but you made it to you made it to Laguna though, right? That's where I'm going. Or wait, Laguna? What's Laguna? When you when all of your guys fall asleep and you wake up as a different person, you haven't got that far yet. Oh no, heck no. Oh, that's like in the train. That's like happens in the train. Like you don't make it oh, okay. to your well, place. That's probably about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You're right there then. Yeah. Cause... Yeah. I don't know. I, I just started drawing the hell out of spells. And now that I've got that, it I start I started to realize how that works a little better. And you just got to constantly draw. And mm-hmm. I was trying not to do that because I wanted my battles to go quick, quicker. But you really just got to spend a time drawing the heck out of every new spell you find. Yeah. That's, that's how you do it. And you want every character to have them, so you, got, you have to have draw, 
equipped on everybody and maybe magic if you're on a boss. I think everybody needs magic mm. as, a, as an action they can do. Just so uh, yeah, that's that's my super noob advice on Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Cut out just just take just take item out. You don't need it. If you draw all the time, you'll I have, did you'll take have, item out. You have cures for everyone, so you'll just have a uh, yeah, just have draw magic. Or I'll have all one that. character with item just in case I need a phoenix down, and I hope that I don't need one. But oh yeah, yeah. If you if you manage your cures right, and you have doubles too, yeah. Then between those two, you can usually keep from. So far, I've kept from getting knocked out using that method mm. it's a little tedious at the beginning but and you know they the the monsters do level up with you so they're going to be just as challenging no matter what level you're at when mm. you face them to an extent i guess but yeah well finally uh, i played celeste um i had promised last week i was going to play chapter nine and that's why my nickname was a uh, chapter nine bankruptcy because i couldn't do it um <laughs> I had not researched <laughs> I had not researched correctly and didn't realize that I had not beaten chapter eight, which I guess is the first post game chapter. Um because I think you need to complete the epilogue in order for that to open. That's the core of the mountain. You come back a year later. So I don't know where the chapter nine falls. Is it like a, uh, an additional year after that? I'm not sure, but um I'm up to three thousand ninety four deaths based on just playing through it some more and I wanted to test out the SNES controller because I just wanted to to mention that's another reason I highly recommend buying some variation of it because I thought Celeste controlled a lot better with that, like especially the D-pad oh, yeah. action Fuck compared yeah, to the yeah. Pro Controller. Well, the Pro Controller killed Celeste for me. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't love it as much as you did because I could not because the control Pro Controller would not do what I wanted it to do. And I, the that's SNES I, controller yeah. has absolutely everything you need. Yeah. Except in my case, of course, like I said, I can't do screenshots or. That's really about it that you lose out on with Celeste because you're not going to be doing rewind feature or anything like that. This um, this might sound like blasphemy, but I actually played that with Joy-Con, yeah. and I used the the uh, joystick. Yeah, no, oh, actually, I mean the joystick yeah. works better than the D-pad yeah. on either Joy-Con or the Pro Controller. I would say. Yeah, I, I just there are certain directionals that you have to use with the abilities where actually the the joystick is a better way to get a more precise input. So I found myself having better success with that. I think so too, but having tried it out with this other D pad, I don't know. I kind of like the D pad better, but I'm also like going through parts of the game. I'm super familiar with, I think. And maybe if I, I don't know, you know what? I don't know, but whatever. I think that at least is nice to have the option. If you don't like how the pro controller feels or even how the joy cons feel, give the, Give a different D-pad a try, and it might work better. Oh yeah. no, I felt dirty doing it. I just, <laughs> it's just you the way I had best It's all right. I mean, that's a controller. It's fine. I mean, it's a con- it's a controller option. Actually, when it came out, it's I remember not even said it's just a default option. That's in yeah, yeah. I remember saying when it came out that I liked it. I, I did like the smaller joysticks better, I guess, compared to using the D-pad of the control pad uh, of the of the uh, pro controller. So I just yeah I, I I when I would played it when I played it handheld I felt like it controlled a little bit better but it was still like actually uh, I do too too frust no, too frustrating for me to get through but we actually did have a well a friend of the show actually emailed me last week asking about the controller that I got the one that I mentioned last week that I think is the best controller I just want to mention it in its entirety for if anybody was wondering the controller that I got that I've been using all the time the Abido one is called the uh, the official name is it's the SN30 Pro Plus Bluetooth gamepad. So if wow. any, if anybody's looking for 
That's the that's the controller that I think is the perfect controller. You can get it for fifty dollars. It's from Eight Bit It's basically them trying to beat the shit out of the Pro controller, and I think they do. It it can do everything that the Pro controller can do, aside from it can't turn on the system while it's asleep. That's the only thing that I wish it could do. But apparently, only Nintendo can do that, so you just can't do that as a third third party. But you can click in the sticks. It has rumble. It has motion. It has a, it has a USB C charger. It's got all of it. Like they really really trying to. I think it it's shaped more like a PlayStation 4 controller than an Xbox controller, which I like better because I like the, the PS4 controller better. So, yeah. but it's, And it's also based off a Super Nintendo controller. It's basically the Super Nintendo with prongs and, and analog sticks on it and all that. But, yeah, that's the actual product number for anybody who's interested in that controller. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. That's it. So you have to well- – you have to beat level eight for nine on Celeste. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm struggling with whether or not I should just go through and try to do it, you know, all the natural way by going level by level, or should I look at a playthrough so yeah. that I can just get through eight? I don't know. Yeah. But, that sucks. I mean, well, we had that same problem with the messenger where like, to you be have honest, to beat the boss again. It's, it, it's, well, it's a good thing. It's just. I just was hoping to play nine, but it's a good thing that there's all this gameplay left that I uh, forgot about. For sure. I also played Star Fox and I beat Star Fox. It was the first Hell time yeah. I ever really actually played through the game. So we've I was all excited beat, about we've that. We've all beat Star Fox. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, something about it. Out of all the games, I wanted to beat one game on, on the SNES Classic this week. And, you know, Star Fox to me is just the game that stands out the most as far as being like, you know, I, I talked about it last week. Of, it was like, I can't believe this is on Super Nintendo. So I wanted to see the the whole thing to get the whole effect of uh, you know one of the first polygonal games uh, that was popular. And I'm glad to say I beat it all the way through. However, uh, the game killed my pro controller mm. uh, because I was using the D-pad to control the ship, right? Um, and then later on, playing a different game, I was playing uh, Rocket League, of course, where you use communication with the D-pad. So you'll... Like, a, if you press up, it'll say, you know, nice goal or whatever. And so I was trying to communicate, except for I kept saying great pass instead of nice shot. Oh, no. Like, uh, which uh. made me look like an asshole in turn because <laughs> all the time, you know, a lot of times I was the one who made the pass to, to get the <laughs> shot. It's like, uh, I don't mean to congratulate myself. I'm trying to congratulate you. Um, <laughs> Thanks to so, me for that shot. So. So the next right. time I'm playing, somebody's sarcastically putting what a save at me when I miss a, a block. I'm, I'm just going right. to take in my head that it's someone like it's you with a broken controller. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not their fault. They're not being sarcastic. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, aside though, <laughs> by the way, stop stop making that joke, what a save. It's, it's old. Uh, <laughs> Is everybody making that joke? <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite joke. jokes. I like, just, but, anyway. I like just hitting the same thing over and over again until it until you can't hit anything. Oh, no. yeah. That's what I did on, <laughs> on that. <laughs> and uh, so finally, I, at first I thought the problem was Rocket League, but then I realized I was playing, um, what was I playing? Some other game, or I had it up and up wasn't responding. And I put it together that, oh, geez, my up button is just broken. It would register as left all the time. So when mm-hmm. I did the test, and even worse than before, uh, where I was having the up, the up button problem with the controller. Yeah. It's now about 60% of the time, maybe 70% of the time that I hit up, it registers as left. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That sucks. Are you going to... And it, it gets physically stuck sometimes. So it gets physically stuck on up. And I figured that's because when I was playing Star Fox, you know, I kind of just, 
intrinsically leaned on the up button to steer the ship and you know left or right but you're actually pushing up pretty hard so i, I it's it's that's just done it's like worse than ever before mm. and this is the third pro controller that i've had <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you wow. gotta call them and send them back send it back in I'm going to absolutely. I, this just happened the other day. I haven't had time yet, but I'm going to call my, more time. Maybe that mine's having a similar problem because I could like when I was trying to play Celeste with it, it was just making me so mad. Like when right. I would try to go left, it would go up and yeah. up and to the left. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's what was killing me with that game too. And when I was talking about the model of the eight bit dough, John, I was saying like, you know, if you want to get or if you want to get another cheaper version of. Uh, the pro controller, just get the eight bit dough one. Like I, I swear, I, by, I swear by that controller. Absolutely intend on getting one of those. Yeah, I think it's. But excellent. I also intend on reinvigorating my fight to annoy Nintendo <laughs> into correcting the problem. <laughs> to let them know, I'm, I'm sure you, you've been fighting the good fight. You've been following right. the drama around the pro controller, right, Joel? About the whole like fucked up uh, D pad on it and all that, and. Oh, I can't play Tetris 99 with it. Oh, I have know. to use the Joy-Con. You and, can and actually... It's, it's really aggravating because it's, it's what, a $70 controller? Mm-hmm. For, you expect quality out of that. Yeah. And and honestly, right. I, I should know a little better by now because it seems like Nintendo always has some kind of defect issue in recent memory with something. So, mm-hmm. I, I But I bought it at launch, and of course, I'm sure by now it's out of warranty anyway, so... I know there are fixes online for it. I just I need to do my homework and try to uh, see how much I'm capable of doing it. Well, for it's all- worth it, worth the effort because my experience when I told them first about the D-pad issue, the guy on the line. This is documented on the show. I talked about it before, but uh, the guy on the line kind of was saying it without saying it. Yeah, I realize this is a problem, but I'm not allowed to acknowledge it, and he uh-huh. let me send it in for free. So I've gotten. Three pro controllers now. I, I might have gotten four. I, I don't know. I can't remember. But <laughs> all of them for free. So it's worth the effort. You call up, you say, I got a problem with my pro controller. My D-pad uh, is not registering correctly no matter what I do. I think they know what's up by now. And they, you know, I think their their modus operandi is just send people a new one. Yeah. Avoid yeah. bad press. I'll have to give yep. that a shot. Yeah, they just haven't gotten sued for it yet, so they haven't really <laughs> right. acknowledged that yeah. it needs a fix. It's it's so weird yep. because Nintendo created the control pad. Like why, like why does it? And it's just weird that now in, that their problems are with the control pad. Like you know, a lot of people don't right. like the four button thing on the Switch. You know, where it's like the Switch Lite has like an actual D pad on it now, and it's like just so strange because that was yeah that was their thing they created that with the nes and like now it's now they got a the problem it's like weird mm-hmm. i don't know it's so weird that they've that, that that shouldn't be a problem that's that should be like their their thing you know that should be like one of their things you expect to be good because they fucking i made mean they lean into you know? it heavy with the yeah. with the wii mm-hmm. and i think right. that's the right thing to do yeah for sure right. um i was gonna say also joel there i don't know if you've tried in the options for tetris 99 there's a sensitivity that you can turn off mm-hmm. that actually helped me a lot to where the to where the pro controller would not automatically drop blocks anymore. I didn't know that, but I will check that. Yeah. yeah. That that's that was their that was basically Tetris 99's answer to it. And actually it worked fine for me. Like I used the pro controller after that and I never had any false blocks. I think it's there's like a sensitivity you turn on and you turn off. Like switch it to whatever you have it set whatever you don't have it set on. And that does pretty good for it. So that's been my fix on on that huh. game. Thanks for the hot tip. Yeah, no problem, man. Is that all you've been playing, John? That's that for me. Okay. Do you think it was Star Fox? That's what you said in the notes. I pretty much know it was Star Fox. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because I, I recognized that when I was playing Star Fox, I was just kind of like pressing pretty hard on the up button, just, you know, I guess trying to make the ship go forward, but not really. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I ruined it. And the, the controller got stuck. Like the button, the bu- up button physically gets stuck now. Yuck. So yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that's super bad. All right. Well, uh, Joel, what have you been playing? Yeah, sure. So actually, uh, what I've been spending most of my time with is River City Girls. Oh yeah, uh, you heard, all heard of this one? I've heard, I've heard good. Of... I've heard good things yeah. about it. Actually, it was uh, it was a little high for me at the time. It was like thirty bucks. So I was like, you know, and and, yeah, I, and I got they're... distracted by Super Nintendo Online and a bunch of other shit. So and, and Deadly Premonition. It was the same price as that. So I went for that one. But I, I don't blame you. I feel like it's a premium asking price for what is a side-scrolling beat 'em up, a mm-hmm. brawler. Uh, it looks a good. Genre that is sort of on the downswing for the most part anymore, it seems like. But uh, so uh, here, here's my admission. Uh, I was actually a Sega Genesis kid growing up. So the the references and callbacks to the series obviously is uh, River City Ransom, which was an NES game, if I recall right. Yep. And uh, so my my time in Genesis was with stuff like, uh, what was the game? I'm shaming myself here. Streets of Rage. Yeah. <laughs> Streets of Rage was my big uh, beat-em-up series. While you guys got uh, River City Ransom, Final Fight, stuff like that. Mm. So all that to say that my intro to this type of beat-em-up brawler type game was actually uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on PS3. Oh, yeah. I played, oh, I played that. So they, yeah, really they had a really tie-in game with that too. movie that came out way back when. And a stellar game, really fun uh, beat-em-up action, uh, leveling up systems that allowed you to get more powerful, get new moves, and, and then like you go to shops to buy items with the money the enemies dropped that would give you stat boost and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is very much in that same vein, except very rah-rah girl power, uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, style and motif that lends itself towards that kind of theme. Because the story is that you're playing one of these two girls who is boyfriends have gone kidnapped, and mm-hmm. you're trying to basically beat up everybody within the city limits to try to figure out where they went and what happened. Yeah. I, I love, and, I love that. Well, I mean, it's reversing the trope, you know, it's nice to see. Uh, it's always, I always kind of lean toward any game that has a female protagonist, you know, because we need the representation. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I'm not going to go as far to say it turned me off, but it definitely was one of those things where I, at the name of it and the presentation of it at first, when I saw previews of stuff, it didn't immediately grab me in a way, but as I saw more and more details from the developers come out, it's like, Oh, okay. They're, it seems like they're doing a lot of stuff right with this and the full game, like they lean in so heavily into it. But number one, none of it's perverted from what I've seen, which is like one of my first concerns is that a lot of times when you're talking about games and they're featuring young girls, they go that route. And it's, oh, it's not just like being oh, super yeah. campy and, yeah, yeah. And also, so I'm, also I'm being, happy to report that's yeah. not the case here. And also on the and Japanese then, side, then, sometimes creepy and weird, you know, like the face right. touching and stuff like that from Fire Emblem or exactly, or like yeah. certain outfits so that, that, that were censored not in Xenoblade and stuff like so that. Far. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that the style is just laid on so thick and done so well. So like the the soundtrack is really well paced within the game. And then also there are segments where it'll go into a full blown like instrumental with 
backtracking voices like a full pop song. Mm-hmm. And just the, the characters are varied enough in terms of enemies to where it, it still feels fresh as I'm playing through it. And also, like, I'm getting to a point in the game where I'm getting enough combos and upgrades where it's feeling more like a 2D fighter in some sequences instead of like a side-scrolling ball brawler. So you'll start a combo and do like a punch, kick, uppercut, they'll pop pop into the air, and then you'll end up having to like juggle them in the air for a few hits, let them land, and then start stomping, and then you can just get them out real quick. Nice. And it's it's a lot of fun. And so like at, at the $30 point, it's hard to recommend unless you're really into this stuff like I am. But uh, keep an eye on it. If it mm-hmm. if it gets down to like twenty five, twenty, um, that's that's the range where I can more easily say like it's a no brainer. Sure. If you have any faint interest in that. Yeah. No. I'm super. Ex- I'm super excited about it, and uh, I was wanting to play it because it's way forward too, right? Like the uh, the developer is. Yes. On it. Yeah. They they do a lot of cool stuff. So. I was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it. Like I marked it, like, you know, I mentioned before on the show, you can mark stuff on your wish list in the eShop and Nintendo will email you whenever the game is on sale, which is cool. So you don't always have to like, look for it. Like you'll get an email directly from Nintendo that says like, Hey, oh, yeah. one of the games you're interested in is, in is on sale. So you'll, you know, or same thing. If you mark something that isn't out, they'll email you when it comes out and stuff like that. So. But yeah, no, I'm definitely it's it's on the horizon. It's just September and October's been so ridiculous for games that it's just kind of <laughs> I've just gotten to the because I try to I try to buy like a, a good amount of stuff for this show, but I've gotten to the point there's just too much shit where I'm just kind of like okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get this one and this one and that's what I'm doing, you know? It's it's yeah, hard they, it's hard to try to they get. overloaded this month for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and they spe- all, yeah. Speaking of yeah, I uh, so I haven't bought it yet, but I did get the demo for Damon X Machina. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. What do you think? My, I think I'm on the verge of getting it. Mm. I mean, it's so the reviews for this thing have been all over the place. Yeah, I saw I saw a couple. It's like it seems like I mean, I I played the demo, too, and I liked it. But I was like, same sort of thing. It's like, I don't think I can fit another full game like in my like I have so many full games that I have that I love that I haven't played. Like, you know, I'm still like I haven't beat Fire Emblem. Like I barely touched Astral Chain. Like I hardly touched Mm. like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like all these games that I really, really loved. I just haven't been able to play because I've been distracted by other stuff. And I'm like, I just can't really, I know if I get it, I'm just going to play it for like maybe a couple hours and then move on. So yeah, exactly. And I've got this voucher burning a hole in my pocket. And so it's like, Mm. do I, do I burn it on this or do I wait and see if it ends up at closer to half off? If I wait a little while. Yeah. And so it's, I'm torn on it because I feel like the, the combat feels fluid in a way that I like, and you can really get zipping around mm-hmm. in one of the missions from the demo. Uh, I haven't got a good sense of the customization, but I know it's from some guys with pedigrees from the Armored Core series, mm-hmm. which is a series that's been up by alley, and I've been starved for mech games. Uh, so with that in mind, I will probably do it at some point. But like you, we're just – we've got a luxury of such choice right now that it's hard to – really dip into something like this when there's so much more available at the moment. And like you, I'm getting Link's Awakening. Yeah. And I'm definitely getting Untitled Goose Game when it comes out too. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Well that's when after after we take our break, I there's like a whole list of games that are coming out this week that I want that I want to talk about and that one's in there. But yeah, no, it's it's really it's it's a weird to like put it yeah, to put it in between like there's it's just been like I feel like Nintendo or like Switch in general has been like almost like a huge release practically every week since Mario Maker 2, I feel like, you know. 
because there was like Dragon Quest Builders too, and there was uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and there was Mario Maker, and there was uh, there was Astral Chain and Fire Emblem, and it's been just like I feel like it's just been this combo of, of big awesome games just smacking me in the face constantly. Or if it's not, can't, if it's not brand yeah, new stuff, it's can't keep ports of it. old stuff that you never got around to, and it's yeah. just like or like Super Nintendo or like the Super Nintendo Online, like throwing <laughs> that in there as well, and yeah. Yeah, right. and having like, we we, uh, we often mention it, but you know we started in the the drought days of Nintendo, so it's so great to see four years later that like we're in this oasis of bounty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we was dark times. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and now it's like too much. Now it's just overload. Now stop it on switch switch Drink. fatigue as I, as I've called it before. It's Drink like, you from a fire hose. Yeah, yeah. it's like come yeah. on, man. I was just like I don't, I don't know. If it seems like a weird time to to. Release something as niche as uh, Damon X Machina right in the middle of all these other games that are coming out that are huge. It's like kind of like maybe you should have saved that for like January or something or like nothing's really happening. I don't know. Well, yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff earlier this year. And then they actually didn't they delay this because of the feedback they got from uh, the prior demo or my misremembering that. I don't know if they I don't think they had an actual release date yet when that demo okay. came out. But they, definitely, they did make a point to say yeah. the second demo was different than the first demo. Yeah. Well, the second demo was actually was the game, was the actual game, yeah. which I think last week I thought maybe was a separate thing. But I think it is the actual beginning of the game because I watched some streaming stuff of, of it and they were playing the same levels that I played in the demo. So that makes me think it's, it is the actual game that you're playing because I know you can transfer everything over, which is great. Every game should do right. that. But but yep. yeah, no, I, I know that it, it is drastically different from the other demo that came out. And that one was like really slow and just kind of not fun to play. So, <laughs> but I'm intrigued by it too. Like I'm, I'm big into like a uh, mech anime stuff, like Gundam and all that. And, and it kind of like, you know, especially like having like lightsabers and stuff in there. I really just want to make like, I really want to make like a Gundam robot and just fly around and pretend I'm playing a Gundam game on there. So <laughs> that's what I was thinking about for Damon X Machina. Yeah, th- this one's totally up my alley. It's just it's hard to peg in a good time to do that and mm-hmm. with how much is on the plate. So, uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, the only one I'll mention right now is that uh, it's on PS4 for me. But I've been playing Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night, uh, yeah. just trying to slowly make my paces through that. It is definitely one of those Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. Uh, it scratches the same itch as what I wanted, Symphony of the Night. Uh, but you know. I, I I turned on Symphony of the Night the other night just to do a comparison side by side, and I mean there, there's a nostalgia factor too, but also I feel like the there are some things in Bloodstained that is taken a little bit tongue in cheek or a little bit more jokey than I necessarily liked it to. Uh, so for example, like the some of the enemies early on are portraits in the background, which yeah. I think if I recall right, they were actually people who paid in the Kickstarter to be in the game. Yeah, yeah. And no, they, that's they imposed yeah. their pictures on it. And, and like some of them are clearly kind of jokey, like which I did it. If you pay for the Kickstarter, you're yeah. gonna do what you want for fun. But sure. it, it kind of took me out a little bit. Or like one of the enemies was like a giant dog's head on a chain that's like barking around. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> in, in the game when you're playing it's it's silly and fun, but like Comparing it side by side, both of them have a very gothic style to it, mm-hmm. but something that I very much like hones in on that and sticks to that style for the most part in a way it, that keeps it thematically correct. That was kind of disappointing when I think because it was because it. it didn't have to suck up to people that funded it, right? 
Because yeah. that's in uh, Shovel Knight too. There's a level in Shovel Knight where you go through it and it's a bunch of portraits on the wall. And I mean, it didn't really take me out that much because it was sort of a bonus area mm-hmm. yeah. anyway. But it was just like so weird because it did, stylistically did not match up with the rest of the game. And that reminded me, Shovel Knight's in this game too. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, he is. And you can, uh, well, it's a bad guy and you can summon him. I, I played a good amount of Ritual of the Night on Switch and, uh, you know, they've done some, they've actually, for anybody who was like shitting on it when it came out, they've actually fixed a lot of the problems and it does work better now. But I'm have, glad to hear that. Have you gotten past the two headed dragon boss yet, Joel? Have you no, I haven't. There? I haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay. I just got to the point where, uh, I'm not sure if you're in the middle of like a clock tower or something, but there are these like grinding, turning things. Yeah. As I think you're it's, walking along it. I think it's at the end of that, but okay. not to, Spoil it, not to spoil anything, but that actually kind of grinded the game to the to a halt for me because I cannot beat that fucking boss. Like I mm-hmm. tried leveling up a couple times and I just I can't do it. Like I don't have enough healing items. Like I don't, I'm not a high enough level or whatever. But that kind of like brought the game to it, just halted it right there. And so and I just haven't played it. I mean, I've I came back and tried to beat it a couple more times, but I just cannot get through it. So I was like, you know what's funny? Yeah. My I, my first roadblock for the dam was actually the first. Not the first boss, but the second boss where uh, David Hader was voicing the guy. Oh, okay. That oh, was yeah, yeah. oddly hard yeah, to start it, off with. Yeah, it was pretty – yeah. I had a hard time with that first boss too. But I, I feel like first bosses and most like Metroidvania stuff is always the hardest one, especially one that involves like leveling up and stuff. Like a, yeah. I don't know if you played Time Spinner. That's another really cool Metroidvania that's on there. But that first boss was hard for me on that. I thought I felt like just because I, I, just cause I that, wasn't up to snuff yet. No, that one's on my to play list, too. And actually playing this one makes me want to check that out even more. Uh, but no, I, I would say it's still a very good one of those. I mean, this, despite my nitpicking, uh, Pit of the Wheat, easily River City Girls, just because it's a sure. mixture of such a well executed uh, version of this type of game coupled with the. Uh, it being like in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is that all you want to talk about then? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's let's take a break and then we'll be right back with the news. What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service, you can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Money, 
Sunday and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. It's not growing. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the question mark block. I hit it and the, the bean popped out of the top, but the vine didn't grow out. Oh, I guess it must be a pod coin. Wait, what is pod coin? Well... Podcoin is an app where you can make money listening to podcasts. Like you can listen to podcasts like us, Nintendo Main, or Drunk Monday on there. And uh, many, many other podcasts that you like to listen to. Basically, the way it works is you get points. You get a point per every 10 minutes that you listen to of a podcast, and you can use your points to donate to charity. You can use it to buy Amazon gift cards and other stuff like that on there. And uh, if you want to get an automatic 300 points, you can use the code Nintendo Main, and you'll start with 300. Code? It's Nintendo Main. That is our code. You can check it out right there. You can find it on Android or iOS. Check it out. Wow, I was just trying to get the cloud world. <laughs> So yeah, um, so there's some deals up this week. Actually, when I was so I went out of town for a job, and uh, about the only thing I could go, only place I could go to get food anywhere, was a 24-hour Walmart. So I went in there. You know, I really don't like going to Walmart for various reasons, but uh, I went in there to pick up some food. You know, because that's the only thing I could find that was open at the time. And I went and looked in their video game section, and apparently all Switch games are fifty dollars at the most. I had no idea that. Like, I don't know how this works, but all of their new games are forty nine ninety nine instead of fifty nine ninety nine. At Walmart. Weird. I don't know. If anybody knows that or wants to go there. I heard that, like, Link's Awakening is going to be $50, too, from there. If you want to get a fiscal wow. and you want to get it cheaper, you know, that's the way to go. But, yeah, like, Super Mario Maker 2 was 50 like, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Astral Chain. Like, anything that had come out, like, nothing was above that. So, that's kind of a deal in there. Um, also, uh, just recently, Sega announced their autumn sale. So, and this was in the in the Japanese eShop as well, but there's a bunch of Sega games on sale. I just want to read through them really quick because a lot of them are worth getting. Outrun, like one of the best racing games ever is on there. Outrun, uh, Fantasy Star, Sega Ages, Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo, Puyo, Puyo Champions, Sonic Mania, Valkyria Chronicles 4, Sonic Forces, um, Team Sonic Racing, Rock of Ages 2, and Citizens of Space are all on sale. Um, I highly recommend recommend Valkyrie Valkyrie Chronicles Four. That was on my top ten best games of last year. Also, Sonic Mania, of course, was on my top ten best games of the first year of Switch. Not to mention how great Outrun is. Final Fantasy Star was on there as well. Um, if you really want to see how bad Sonic Forces is, I think it's like the cheapest it's ever been. It's fifteen dollars. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend getting it, but yeah, it's on there. But and of course, uh, Team Sonic Racing, like that was like probably my favorite racing game of this year. So, yeah, that's that like fifteen, right? Or is it twenty? I don't know. It won't. It won't show me the um, price of it because I already bought it. That's always the most annoying thing about the Nintendo eShop. I briefly considered it, but seeing as how I really want to buy 
Dragon Quest Eleven and Link's Awakening. I, I just don't. I'm just trying. Yeah, not to see, buy it's probably not. It's probably not in, in the equation for that. But no, I just wanted to mention that, and I think it goes through the thirtieth. So those sales will be there for a while. And I highly recommend uh, Valkyria Chronicles, Fantasy Star, Outrun, and uh, Sonic Racing, Sonic Team Racing, for anybody who doesn't have those. Also, uh, Nintendo, I guess, is finally going to give you a discount when switching from your regular online service to a family online service. I would kind of wish they were doing that when I, cause I got, I got two online services for myself and my fiance to play Mario, to play Mario Maker two. And it kind of wished that we would have had this option earlier to be able to switch it from one from the other. But now I guess whenever, whenever hers runs out, I can just make it a family one and we can split it like that. But yeah, starting on October 1st, now there'll be a discount from switching to the other one instead of like, having to buy two and just wait till one goes out. That's kind of how it was before. So I'm glad they're actually acknowledging that, but I think that's all we have for sales for this week. Uh, it looked like all the Joe turbo arcade games were on. Is that what he's called? Johnny turbo. There. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I thought about getting some of those just cause cause I, I wanted to, I almost grabbed caveman ninja just because it's Joe weird. Mac two being on the switch online. Like I thought it might be fun to have. Yeah, the and I think first uh, one on there too. And I think the Joe and Mac that they the Super Joe and Mac or whatever that you got, I, I saw that was on sale too. Yeah. And what was that? Uh, Fighters History, right? The one that's like a total ripoff of, of Street Fighter, like that one's on sale too. I thought about yeah. getting that just out of curiosity, but I was like, ah, but I'll, I'll barely play it, so I ended up not getting it. But yeah, no, everything's like pretty cheap on there. But I wanted to I wanted to talk about all the games coming out this week, just because there's some really cool shit that people might overlook that's coming out. Number one, I don't know if any of you guys have seen anything about Cyanoria Wild Hearts. That, that was a game that was unveiled in one of the directs. It's basically a rhythm game that looks like an incredibly cool, like futuristic uh, music video. It's only twelve ninety nine, but I'm, I'm going to totally going to buy it. I think it looks fucking badass. Like you're a, uh, you're basically like driving around in like a Tron looking city, like on a motorcycle and you jump from that to like, to like another thing where you're like fighting people or, and it's all like to mute, like to music in the background. And yeah, I've, it's been getting reviewed really, really well. I completely forgot about it, but I've been seeing videos of it. And it looks incredible. It comes out on the, on the Thursday before Link's Awakening. But yeah, no, that was I mean, one. If the that music's I think, good. I mean, that's a good price just for a good soundtrack. Yeah, no, I heard it's just like it's just like a visual treat to watch. You know, it's almost kind of more like you're playing an interact, interactive music video that looks really, really cool. It's basically what it's more. It's more that than game, I guess. But you think looked, it's a little bit like uh, what was that game with the uh, with the beetle? Why am I forgetting? Oh that? yeah, is it Res. Not Res. No, not Res. But I have heard it compared to Res. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, but what's the one on? With the guy from Lightning Bolt that did the music. Yeah, I know what all. you're talking about, but I can't remember. I own it. I bought it. You bought it too. But uh, it's, Gosh, I feel terrible. I can't remember it now. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to look through. Uh, email us and let us know. NintendoManPodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't remember the name of it, but I know exactly. Yeah, you're on like a motor roller coaster, and it's – I don't think it's as difficult as that one, but yeah, it's kind of like that, except it's – I don't know. Wa- watch some of it. Like it looks – watch some of the videos. Like I think it looks fucking badass. Like it looks like a – like an '80s inspired like Thumper. music video, Thumper. Thumper, yeah, yeah, that's like very has like pastel colors, but like super bright and yeah, it just looks like a, a badass time. Anime girl, I guess, is what people said the characters like. I don't know, but no, it looks amazing. Like the just the animation where you jump from like one thing to another to another. I don't know. I really want to play it, and the price point is perfect for me. Thirteen dollars. I'll, I'll drop it on that. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Devil May Cry two coming out for twenty bucks. 
that was in a direct. Uh, I don't really care for those games, but some people do, you know, so that's coming out this week. Grid Auto Sport, that's like a realistic racer. I actually lo- thought it looked kind of cool. It's uh, $34.99. I'd have to wait for de- for reviews on it, of course. But Puzzle Quest, that was a DS game originally and then became a mobile I'm game interested later. I'm this one, yeah. That's a fun game. It's a, it's basically like uh, you're playing an RPG but with a puzzle game attached to it. Uh, you match certain, icon- or cer- certain runes together to get different magic powers, and you can attack the other person with that. Like... I had a fucking blast with it on DS. Like the, I played the first one on DS, and I thought it was really, really good. So, if this one is anything like that, I totally recommend it. I think you should it may check be it best out. in handheld mode if it's got a similar control scheme. Yeah, like it's a touch screen. It's very much like match, you know, match stuff, but it does different things. Like you can build up your magic meter, and you can do different spells based on your magic meter, and fight the person that you're that you're going against. So it's like a two, you know, a verse thing. And plus you can like heal yourself as well. If you get certain stuff, I, I think it's really cool. Like, and there's a story attached to it and all that. I had a really good time with the first one. It's been a long time since I played it, but I recommend that one. That one's only fourteen ninety nine as well. Of course, Link's Awakening comes out on Friday that we talked about that. Uh, Nino Cooney coming out the same day, which I still can't believe they're doing that. Like throwing it up against Zelda. Cause I, <laughs> cause I, I really want, and this is Nino Cooney one wrath of the white witch. And I really want to play Nino Cooney, but it's like releasing at the worst time ever. Like it's like, oh yeah, like I said before, the there's there's no yeah. way I'm going to get it. Like right in the middle of Dragon Quest and Zelda. Like no, dude, that's not. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get it, but not now. Like it's I I think the game they looks were beautiful. smart. They would have yeah. released it a month ago when people were anticipating Link's Awakening and Dragon Quest. And oh, here's this other game that's kind of along those yeah. same lines. Yeah, no, I mean that but would be too late. That would be what I would expect, but I mean, it's just it's just at the wrong time. I just can't do it. So, as much as I'd love to play Nino Cooney, and fifty dollars is kind of high, I guess. I mean, no, it's kind of an older game, but and it's supposed to be the definitive edition, whatever. But that's coming out as well. Uh, Untitled Goose Game. We mentioned that earlier. That's another thing that's like, fuck, man, you're going directly up against Zelda with the Goose Game for twenty bucks. Some goose no. versus Cuckoo. Yeah. No, no joke. I might play Untitled Goose Game before Link's Awakening, even though I'm dating both the same day. Oh, okay. It's going I, to get I, a discount on day one, right? Untitled is one discount. Yeah, it's like sixteen bucks or something. Oh, nice. I want to be a giant goose asshole chasing around that <laughs> farmer. And squatting at him. <laughs> it seems to be like, basically what you do. Yeah, I heard yeah. somebody. I'm, com- I heard I'm some- intrigued because I I don't know if I have the time or the resources right now to get um, all these other bigger games that are coming out. But for sixteen bucks to get a game where I get to run around and honk and bother people, <laughs> sure, right. And I love you. Um, might be our goose Ghost ambassador, John. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that that could be me. Finally, <laughs> I've uh, I've risen up to the ranks of goose ambassador. <laughs> But I liked um, I liked that game uh, uh, Goat Simulator, and this looks along those lines, but even like like a polished version. But of like, polished, but like yeah, Goat Simulator is yeah. pretty uh, <laughs> pretty janky, well, also janky. Yeah. yeah, but it but it leans into the jank. It's funny because of the jank. Oh sure. Where yeah. this game looks, it's supposed like to be broken. polished and smooth. Yeah, very. Cool. But it does. It still doesn't take itself very serious. Right. I like to think that the that they were just shopping the title, and then they're like, okay, we definitely got to call it this because that's what people like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's funny that they just kept it as Untitled Goose Game, but people were like, "Oh, they should just keep it as that." It was like almost like a snakes on the plane reactionary moment. <laughs> you were like, "No, it's got to be Untitled Goose Game still." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, I, I wanted it anyway, but the sale like definitely makes it a hundred percent purchase for me on that. Uh, yeah, Untitled Goose Game. I heard people comparing it to like Metal Gear Solid, 
Because you kind of like hide from the people, like like you go honk at them and then go like hide behind a Your wall space and, and like wait for mm-hmm. them to forget you that you're there, and then you come out and fuck with them again. I mean, I think that's that's kind of hilarious <laughs> to me. Like I, I love that you know, Metal Metal Gear meets Goose, you know that type of thing where you just yeah you're when you're, Met- you come out and hawk and it's like Bring! and like it's the, you know and them chasing you and all Metal that. Goose squawking. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I like it. MGS. Another one, uh, Overland, that wasn't a direct. That's the only way reason I marked it. But it's like a turn-based zombie strategy game type thing, a turn-based RPG involving like uh, zombies and crafting and something. I don't know. There were, there was some hype around it. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I wanted to mention that it is coming out this week, and it's $25. I don't think I'll get it, but if I if it was, if it was a time where there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on Switch, I would probably check it out. Um, Castle, Castle Crashers came out today, actually. Well, today is in like two days ago while you're hearing this, but it came out on Wednesday. It's fourteen ninety nine. I know we were, we talked about that a bunch, like when it got announced in that indie direct and all that. It was a huge Xbox live game, right? A lot of people liked it. I, Maybe one of the first like archetypes of, you know, downloading this game. It's better to have mm-hmm. download or whatever, you know what I mean? That you could just download and play that day with your friends. Yeah. And I think it has online mode. It's supposed to be the definitive edition and all that. And I think they're adding some extra stuff. So that's officially out. Like it's out in the middle of all this other stuff, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's kind of like it's not really there for me. But anybody who's been waiting for it on Switch, it's out now. What well, was it like a 2011 game or no, it was even earlier than that, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty old, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. It's, I thought that was from the Xbox 360 days. It I was, it it was yeah. It, I feel like it was like one of the very first like Xbox Live Arcade big games, right? Like at the very beginning of that. I feel that's right. Yeah. I'm not sure though. And so, they just ported the crap out of it since then. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody wanted, but now it's, oh, 2008. Yeah. Wow, I was gonna say 2009, but 2008 even. So yeah, it's like over 10 years old, 11 years old. But it's out. But now. It's, it'll be worth checking out someday. Yeah. I think, if, especially if it's got online co-op, then we will have to check it out at some point. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 14.99 is not not a bad. Starting Which price. means that you know it probably go on sale for a better price by the time we're ready to play it. Mm. I saw. I don't know if we put it in the in our outline or not, but I saw an article somewhere. I think well, I saw it on Twitter, but saying companies saying like that they just they sell so many games when they put them on sale on Switch. Like that's been the way to like like well, like that weird game that was selling for like fifty cents. That's like number three on the sales right now. Right. It's like not, that's kind of that's how you break the the system or whatever. Algorithm, there we go. Yeah. It. You introduce a game for really cheap, and then it's new and cheap, and then it shows up at the top. Of the, I, I top swear of the to God, I swear to God, they delist and relist those games too. Because I've taken a look at like the new release sometimes, and uh-huh. then it'll be like that that blob game over and over again. Uh-huh. <laughs> every every week I look, and it's like, mm. wait a minute, this looks familiar. Yeah, the the lumberjack game. Uh, oh, Timber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also really big release this week that I wanted to mention because it comes out tomorrow, I believe. But the Genesis Mini is coming out this week. Uh, it's yeah. I really wanted one, but I was trying to do the math, and it's going to be so expensive for me to get it and get wireless controllers and all that because I wanted to use it at my work. But it would cost me like $200, and I just, <laughs> just oh not in a position to get it. And really? Well, the system in itself is $80. Don't forget, like the yeah. the Genesis Mini is eighty dollars, right. and because there's not like a specific eight bit dough controller out for it yet, I would have to buy oh, like, got it. and it and it has USB plugs for it, so I'd basically have to buy two USB plugs 
and two wirelesses instead of like just buying like what I have been doing where I just buy like one that comes with a wireless plug for it. The dongle, they, right? Yeah, because Aid Bado has been making like these really cool like Super Nintendo classic NES classic ones that come with like a wireless dongle that plugs directly into the you know into the Wii the the Wii style plug you know that would use the classic controller for and uh, yeah. But this this one, since it has USB, it's kind of a little more difficult to get wireless controllers for it. I wish they would have just like came out came out with a pack that you could get for like fifty bucks that has like two Genesis wireless controllers right out of the box for it. But, Maybe they will, but they're usually good at having stuff available for launch. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't. I haven't. I looked at the website and I have not seen anything for the Genesis Mini in particular. So I don't know. But but yeah, somebody no. Somebody will make some kind of solution to that end. Yeah. There's enough people who are like, oh, I won't play it because it has cords. Yeah. Well, there should. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Like, because they, I f- I'm sure their Super Nintendo Classic ones are selling really well. Like, I bought them and they work great. You know, they work really, really good. The NES ones too. So it's like, why not, guys? But from what I've heard, Genesis. That, Min- how does that G Bros thing work? Like, isn't that a USB or? No, it's it's it's, no. it's wireless. It's it's all wireless. Uh, it just uh it just connects to the Switch. So you okay. have to you you have to make it's got a GameCube controller port and a like a classic controller port or whatever the thing that would be that you would plug into the Wiimote. Yeah. That uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, you would have to make the Genesis Mini wireless. But from what I saw, like people are like saying lots of great stuff about it. It has like forty some games on it. Like the presentation is really good. You can play each of the games in their different regions. Like you can play like right. the Japanese version and the American version on there. Um, even like beyond Oasis has like a French version on there, which is pretty rad. Oh, but, right. And then yeah. if you play the, uh, if you play Dr. Robotnik, it just straight up turns. It switches. To Puyo Puyo. It changes to Puyo. Yeah. Or like uh, Contra, like you get, you get a higher life bar. You get an actual life bar in a, in the uh, Contra game on Genesis. Cause I guess it was different in Japan. Like it wasn't the one hit kill that it was here. So Yeah. Lots of cool stuff. I'm really excited about it. I've I've seen like that Tower of Power, which I think only people who review games can get. But it's just aesthetic, <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm very. That really ex- disappoints me. Oh man, if that had like actual Sega CD and 32x games in there, mm-hmm. that would be a must buy for me. <laughs> I mean, but already like the games that they have on there are really unique. Like they have that was it Mega Man Doctor Wily Wars? Like that was only available on the Sega Genesis channel. So like yeah. this has never been released here, and it looks fucking cool. Like it's basically, it's like the Super Mario All Stars of Mega Man. It's like Mega Man One, Two, and Three, but like with better graphics, you know, and like more, you know, higher, like higher, higher uh, bits and and, and chip tune and all that. And, and there's even a fourth version on there, like Doctor Wily's Tower, that's a completely different game. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff the that only, I want to play on there. The only thing I'd want to be a wet blanket about is they've got Street Fighter Two on there with three button controllers yeah and yeah. like why include street fighter 2 if you're not going to have six button controllers with true and also but, uh i think uh was it um what's the uh how can i not what's the name of the other fighter john you you know it i know eternal champions yeah eternal champions is on there too right that's so, all so you're yeah. gonna need yeah. and like virtual fighter so like there's a few games that demand like six six button controllers so it's kind of like but maybe I they were... I heard some whispers about they were going to put out a six button controller for it well, you can get you can get one wrong. you can get one from Eight Bit Doe, but like I said, you got to buy you got to buy the USB adapter for it too, and like sync it to that. Yes. It's not like all an all in one thing, so it costs a little bit more. So it's like twice the price to get that. But but yeah, that's what's releasing this week. So what else do we have? Um, Astral Chain, one of the highest selling games of August, I believe that it's actually been in the top of the 
eShop for a while there. I like to see that. That means that maybe they'll do the full trilogy that they talked about doing. So I always like that. I like that new IPs are doing well on the Switch. Yeah. You know, like Astral Chain, it's, which is another game I just really want to play, but want to play more of, but I haven't had a whole lot of time to. But I'm glad that they did well. Like maybe they'll do, maybe they'll do all three of them. It definitely seems like the kind of game that if you like it, you really like it. Yeah. If you get it, you really like it. So I hope to play it someday. It's definitely good. I mean, I, I fully recommend it. It's just, uh, Lots of lots of stuff, lots of games out there. Lots, lots of, of expenses coming yeah. up in life, not just yeah, and yeah, and of course gaming uh, related. Yeah, and of course, like uh, you know, I have wedding and honeymoon and all that to worry about as well. So it's like, and of course, travel for you guys for those for the first of those. So you know, but uh, that's gonna be a good episode. Yeah, well, I'll be there. The live wedding episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I figured John would be. I mean that Wednesday when you're here, you'll be in the room. So yeah, I'll be in the room. I'll be yeah. live. I'll sound better than ever. Yeah. So there you go. yeah. you'll have a you'll have one of my mics. One thing I wanted to mention: uh, there's still life on 3ds. Like I said earlier with Tony with Tony Hawk American Skateland. Uh, I guess they're getting a new release. Shakedown Hawaii is finally making its way to 3ds. I just wanted wow. to mention that just because I think it's great that there's still 3ds stuff out there. They're keeping a promise, right? Because wasn't it another funded game, crowdfunded? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it's actually coming out. It'll be out by the time you're hearing this, uh, dropping September 19th, but yeah. And it's going to have the updated stuff. I guess, I guess it's already been out for the, um, switch for a while, but yeah, it was, I guess it, yeah, it must've been part of a something or maybe they just said they were going to do it and they want to still do it. But yeah, they're saying that what could be the final release of 3ds, which I don't know. I think there might still be a couple there, but yeah. Crack out your, bring out your 3DS, play another game on it. Shakedown Hawaii is coming out this week. I thought that was worth mentioning. What else do we have? Hamster has some arcade archive stuff that they've been unveiled with uh, golf being on there. Most importantly, the NES game. Arcade golf. The arcade version. I'll probably definitely check that out. I mean, I bought pinball, so, you know. And of course, uh, Balloon Fight and Verse Castlevania are like two other ones that I'm pretty interested in. Me too. That are coming out as the arcade archives, and those games. I are, think those games are only like eight dollars, so they're real cheap. Those are some of my favorite of yeah the the re releases on the Switch so far, but those arcade archives because even like mm-hmm. Sky Skipper, like as kind of almost unplayable by today's standards as that game is, like I still had a good time with it. Right, that probably got my eight bucks. Four out hours of it. or so. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's and also, it looks so cool. It's such a cool looking game, and it's also like just a visual like museum of old nintendo arcade titles that we just were way too before our time we never were able to experience them so we can experience them now and that's super cool i'm into that i like that you know like i would have never like, and i like the thought of versus uh, balloon fight inspiring john to write the second screenplay <laughs> that's right yes yes yeah. the sequel to the balloon fight movie I didn't balloon even fight versus. I, yeah, I didn't even know there was a balloon fight arcade, so I'm excited. Balloon fight is like such a hidden gem for NES. Like, like when I have the NES Classic at the bar, I always ask people to play balloon fight because like no, most people don't even know about it or know that it right. exists. But I think it's a fucking good game, and I think it's like still holds up now. Like I think it's pick up and play. I think it's a especially really, for local yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's a really really good NES game that's just like kind of flew under the radar, but it's still really good and it's still recruit controls really well and it's hard but it's like forgivably hard i feel like and it's fun to play yeah i think that's i think that's an awesome game that just kind of like 
never heard about it, but I think it's still great. So I want to I want to talk about a couple other games that have been announced or release dates that are on here. Um, let's talk about this Moon game that's that's coming out. It's in uh, December of Japan, right? It's like kind of like Undertale mm-hmm. before Undertale, and this isn't Moon as in the first person shooter Moon that we've talked right. about before on DS. This is an RPG. Was a PlayStation One RPG, I believe. Is PlayStation what I One, yes. Yeah. That um, I don't know. You, I, I think you guys know more about it than I do. What it what is? Well, I read game? that. So it was made by uh, a bunch of guys who went on to become sort of notable people, like a bunch of the team from Chibi Robo. That's what has me interested in it. Mm. Uh, the guys who, who started Skip. So I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a cool idea." It's basically an alternate take on RPGs where you play as one of the the guys who is part of the town and, and has to like clean up after the hero. Is my impression. So yeah, it's I an like, alternate RPG. I like that idea. Of humor. I like that idea. It's kind of like uh, there's been like comic book series like that too, like about yeah. like people that been have been hurt in superhero battles or like. Uh, you know, people on the street who like they did a whole thing like Marvels was about that it was like it was like all of the huge Marvel events from a from like a reporter's mm-hmm. point of view, like who who covered it and all that from a, a news right. reporter. That's I always find that interesting when you get like the other side of things. Or like I've talked about a bunch of times, uh, Dragon Quest Four, where you're where you're Toniko Taloon and you could there's a whole part of the game where you just all you do is collect weapons and sell them in your weapon shop. I think that's an awesome part. It's like a really cool chapter where it's just like you don't really see all you do is see the people who are going on their own adventures, but they just drop in and buy stuff from you. I always thought that was a that was a cool aspect of it to be like a different different part that's not the main story, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely this intrigued game by that. Looks really interesting. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like it has a sort of like almost Mario RPG aesthetic from the screenshots I've seen. Yeah, and it's is it there looks- is there officially a an American release for it, or is it only saying Japan as of right now? I mean, if if not, you know, there's always you can always try to get English subtitled one from. Uh, I know it said it's coming to Switch. Supposedly, this was a huge uh, inspiration for Undertale. I think Trey you mentioned that too in the the Slack, and that Toby Fox was super inspired by this. I don't think he'd actually been able to play it because it hasn't been translated yet. Oh, okay, but he had heard about it. But the translation—that's the important part. Like, if the translation's happening, then what we're going to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kotaku says it's finally coming west. Okay, so it is coming out here. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm very, very excited to play that. But aside from that, we have some other RPG oh, stuff. What do you have? Things in Japan on on October 10th, and soon outside of Japan is what they say. Okay, so okay. probably it'll probably be next year. I don't think it'll be out this yep. this year. But I mean, this year's already pretty full as far as RPGs go. So, <laughs> which actually there is an RPG coming out in December. Star Ocean R. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about. A, so it's a remake of the first Star Ocean, right? Yes, Star Ocean R. I, I mean, it's a it's a Famicom game that didn't or Super Famicom that didn't come out here. It mm-hmm. has an official release date. It's coming out in December. So uh, Star Ocean R has a release date. There was a really cool trailer out for it, showing like all the people who are doing the voice acting for it. You, can I like change... that it showed both. Yeah, the Japanese and English voice actors. Yeah, credit to everybody of like the main <laughs> characters. You can change it on the fly from like one to another. There's like a three times mode or a two times mode where you can like run through stuff quicker, which is always nice for old RPGs. Uh, and it's all like it looks beautiful. It looks it's like a Super Nintendo game, and it looks incredible. Like it's I really like the art style. Like it totally feels like Final Fantasy VI for me, which is good. So I'm definitely interested in playing it. And it's coming out in December. As far as I know, there's nothing happening in December so far. I mean, Pokemon's in November, so it's like you know maybe. 
if uh, you want to change a pace from all the poke from all the Pokemon, you can check out that one. But no, it's nice to see a release date for that. Also, ar- along the same lines, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition, which I had completely forgotten about, has a release date now. It's coming out January twenty third in uh, in America. So, and of course, it has online and all that. And that's a game I really want to play because. I never really got to play that far on it on the GameCube one because you needed multiple Game Boys and we, we didn't, tried we didn't have like that. maybe once or twice. I do remember coming over to your house and we did play it. Gonna try. We did play it, but we didn't beat it. Like I didn't get all. And the it was with it. the original Game Boys too. I don't think the SP was out at that point. Oh yeah, no, it was totally the Game Boy Advance one straight up. And we played, and I played it with Jesse as well. But I, yeah, I liked I liked the idea of being able to play it online and and there's like new you can get yeah. new skins and stuff for your characters and all that. So it looks really cool. It'll be um, interesting to see how that translates because before you had the GameCube, uh, you know, where you're playing it on the TV, but then you have the Game Boy. Uh, um, that was your. Uh, menu. I'm, on, I'm wondering what the what the um, how they're going to handle having the two different graphical styles, or you know, do you know what I mean? Like how they're going to merge that into one product to make yeah. it well, one complete product on Switch. Well, on this one, the idea of uh, Crystal Chronicles was. You play it on the screen, but you but your menu is on is on the Game Boy. So it's not like uh, it's not the like the Four Swords Adventures where like you where you play stuff oh, off okay. of directly from the Game Boy. The idea was that if you want to like do a do like a spell or like do an item or whatever, you don't have to pause the game. You do it all from the screen in your hands, and you can constantly be doing that while you're fighting in a four person party. Like was the idea. So got it. Okay. So. I mean, they'll have to find a way to do that. It's really apparently Diablo works like that too. Like if you're playing like two player Diablo with two versions, you know, you, it's really cool because you can heal yourself and you don't have to pause the game. Same with the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three actually does the same thing. If you have two copies, like you can just do, you know, heal stuff and you don't have to pause the game and all that. But yeah, no, I'm really interested to see how that ends up working on the online version. Um, we talked about it last week, but Killer Queen is up for pre order right now. It's on sale. I think it's like. Sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, sixteen ninety nine on sale. Uh, I'm still kind of on the fence about that one, but we'll see. Um, some more stuff about. Uh, I'm gonna jump to it in the same, just because that was we talked about at the same time. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. There's a download code available that'll be available. A friend of the show, Jesse, actually sent me a picture of the the ring thing. Is actually actually already exists in uh, in Pilates. Like you can use that or like. Oh. Yeah, I think it's Pilates. Yeah. Oh, so as a conversion of a, a real life fitness device. Yeah, it is a real life fitness device. It all it already exists. He sent me some. Pictures it also of it, looks so. like so. It does kind of look like it's not just straight up a, you know, a, a plastic peripheral that it's actually made. Like it's got some electronics of its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also yeah, so. uh, yeah. something I missed on the video, watching it again. You can you can take your pulse like with the uh, with the camera. So- yeah, the, the IR camera. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, from watching the video some more, I kind of made it. I made a joke on Twitter, but I'm like, I can't wait to get this so I can figure out a way to play it sitting down. <laughs> I kind of want to mess around with that. Like, can you like sit and just put your feet up and just move them around, and it'll think that you're running, <laughs> you know, something like that. I don't know. I mean, the the Joy Cons have are pretty sensitive to their like spatial location, so I, I am interested. Yeah, the same. I mean, just, just thinking of how well the Labo works. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely... Put it on your cat. Have your cat run around. There you go. <laughs> I mean, my cat runs you know, around all the time. It's kind now, of fun, so funny. I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this about uh, as an aside, but, you know, I haven't really been playing Wii Fit a lot because, you know, how the fans die quickly. But um, 
there was a mode where you can weigh your pets. Did I mention that? Last oh time yeah, I yeah. No, I remember that. It? No, I mean I don't think you mentioned it, but you can do it. And I yeah, it totally that. lets you like help your pets get into the mix, and it'll let you create like a little, <laughs> a, like you sort of a little like quick me me of them. It's just like you choose the color and mm-hmm. size of the cat or whatever. But um, I've got Keenan and Kel in there, and uh, so I've got the app installed uh, where it's just the 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 uh, daily test part installed as a you know quick launch on my on my Wii menu. And Sean and I were playing a little bit of Wii U yesterday and uh it was shaming the cats for like saying they hadn't been weighed in in a while. <laughs> like it's just kind of funny like it was fit to shaming all four of us, not just the two humans. It's like when's the last time you've been weighed, Keenan? Yeah, Keenan. <laughs> what do you think you're doing, buddy? I was like, Keenan, don't you feel ashamed? And he kind of looked ashamed. I'm not gonna lie. So I, w- I want to mention a couple more things for games real quick. Uh, I already talked about the Contra Rogue One demo that's available. You want to play like 20 minutes of it. I don't think any of it carries over. It's really just like the first level. Um, Dream Event Mode has been added to Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. That game seems, keeps sounding like cooler and cooler as as much as I know. They've added like events that don't exist, like what, like skateboarding and like uh, they, they look like there was a karate one that involves like like if you throw down the character at the right point, like you get like different stuff changes on the on the mat that they're on is what it looks I was like. Say, skateboarding is in the twenty twenty Olympics. Yeah, but I mean but it's like a yeah. more futuristic version, right? Or like oh, okay. with yeah, hoverboards like, or something. It reminds me of the Sonic Adventure two rail grinding. Yeah, yeah. Like the it, soap that's shoes. pretty much exactly what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean Minus the soap shoes, unfortunately. I, I really don't <laughs> like I I only played one of those games, one of the Sonic and Mario Olympics game. I played the first one for Wii. I thought it was fun for a rental. You know, I rented it for a weekend, fucked around with the stuff, and I was like, ah, it's all right, you know. But this one actually, I'm kind of getting to the point of, like, that I maybe kind of want to buy it. I don't know. Because of all this extra shit and, like, the and like the 8-bit stuff in there and, like, the story mode. I don't know. Seems like they're really trying to make this one a viable purchase, you know, so. It strikes me as the best looking, as the best of the Sonic Mario games yeah, so far. Yeah, 100%. Oh, so, uh. They find yes. Segway. Sonic <laughs> creator Yuji Naka is making an original action game with Square Enix. How about that? Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested. Like, actually, when I first read it, I thought it said RPG, so I was like, sign me up. But then, but I guess action game is different. But still, I mean, hey, why not, man? Like, uh, let's let's see. I mean, I'm intrigued by that. Let's see, see where it could go. At first, I thought RPG, and I was like, "Oh yes, a sequel to Sonic and the Dark Brotherhood, or whatever it was called the uh, the DS the RPG, DS which I still want to get sometime if I find it cheap enough." It was even developed by Bioware, believe it or not, crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like, "Yes, another Sonic RPG, <laughs> all about running." But no, I mean, sure, why not? Square's cool, like they're cool. Uh, I guess uh, I'm interested to see more of it. You know, it's very very vague on that, but yeah, some Sonic stuff. Um, this is something I'm excited about. Jedi Outcast has a price tag, and it's only fucking ten dollars. That's beautiful. I love it. I was buying that game already, but I was afraid it was going to be like thirty price. bucks. Nine ninety nine. That's awesome, and that's a great game. It's like, I mean, it's like the only Star Wars game on Switch, but it's definitely the best Star Wars game. <laughs> I mean, compared to the like, I'd say, I mean, it's probably coming out for PS4. I'd say it's definitely the best Star Wars game on PS4. Also, aside from like Super Star Wars, I guess is on there, but. Compared to those like EA piles of trash that they've been putting out, like Outcast is way better. But yeah, no, nine ninety nine is awesome. Uh, I, I'm wondering if they're gonna include the multiplayer if they're just gonna cut it out like they did with Turok two. 
be cool if they if they had like the split screen multiplayer. But you know, I was already on board for it. But nine ninety nine, that's an awesome price. Like I'm super excited. It's coming out the Tuesday in between Link's Awakening and Dragon Quest Eleven. But I'll be I'll be doing a stream of it Tuesday night, so we'll definitely talk about it on Wednesday here next week. So yeah. Also, I just found out while we're recording, there's another Tetris 99 Maximus Cup coming up with a Kirby-themed stuff, so I'm in on that. I already play Tetris 99 every day, which I said earlier, so... It's based around the uh, the new free-to-play Kirby game, right? Yeah, it's uh, Kirby, mm. uh, Kirby Clash, so... So yeah. you're going to get in-game rewards for playing, you know, in Maximus, or in Kirby, rather, for playing Tetris 99. Yeah, and and also you get a Kirby theme, which uh, that's what I play for, is for the themes. And that's yeah. basically what I've been doing for the, for the for like the new 2.0, now that it has the daily challenges. I just do those to unlock new themes, which I have. I have Mario and Zelda. I really want the Donkey Kong one. And there's a whole bunch of other ones in there, too. It'd be interesting to see how those are. It's so Tetris DS. Yeah, yeah, I know. It totally is. Even though there's not a Metroid thing yet that I've seen, or like a balloon, or like be. a balloon fight, but I hope, I hope Metroid they... Prime Four gets you know when when we have that direct. Maybe when they do a 3.0, they'll add some more Nintendo stuff in there. But it's really cool. I really like the uh, the Nintendo themes that they have on there, and you can get them for free. You don't have to buy the DLC. You just have to you just have to play a lot of the daily challenges. You need 15 points, so you need to clear like 15 daily challenges. So it would take you like two weeks to unlock it, but if you stay on it, you know. It's worth it. Do you want to talk about the Nintendo World stuff that we missed last week? About the new details? Oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. So so what they're doing at Nintendo World, this is revealed that they're going to have some kind of um, um, ongoing uh, game component where you use your Switch. So you bring your Switch, you can log in and participate in some sort of park-based game while you're there. which sounds right on to me. I mean, that's a great idea. It's the best place in the world to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, as yeah. long as there's, there's no water some, rides. No water rides, yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a special bracelet, too? Yeah, yeah. Which kind of, I, I sort of read that as like, like when you go to Disney World, you have a, a bracelet where you can check in on different rides and stuff. Um, who knows? Maybe it's something a little bit more than that, but. Um, it sounds yeah, like a persistent that, metagame within as well. I think somehow ties into what the switch content is to what you're doing. And yeah, which could be really cool. I want, can you bring your, can you like hook your switch up to it? I remember for a long time being a thing where like your DS, you could use your DS in like museums in Japan or you could, or you could use it at, or um, even at the Louvre. You, right. could, you could use it at the sports, at the um, Mariners games back, back when Nintendo uh, owned them. Like it, you could get extra mm-hmm. scores and, or you could get like more details about what was happening in the game. On you your, could like on order concession too, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe I think you could. It'd I be great you if you could, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems like that's what it's going to be. Like your your switch is sort of your host or your guide to the park, and there's some sort of ongoing game involved with it. Mm-hmm. Very very cool. And then there's they said there's going to be two rides on opening day. Nice. I don't know if they specified which rides, but it's opening next year in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To maybe... Which I guess we kind of already knew, but it's still like crazy to think it's that soon, less than a year. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. And then the year after in the U.S. And when that happens, you guys are coming over. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do the. <laughs> I think uh, so. That'd be Nintendo fun to do. World. It'd be fun to do like a whole Nintendo event about Expose, it. Yeah, where we like where we film it and like do. You think it'll be at Universal Hollywood and at uh, Florida? Yeah, in Florida, you think they'll do both at the same time? Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, well, I saw I saw the one at the, the Hollywood. That's true. So, I forgot you've seen it's actually being 
Yeah. I've seen the construction. I've seen the, 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 um, like Super Mario 3D World style giant platform thing that they've got. It's like 75 feet tall. Yeah. Um, it was all covered in tarps and everything. You couldn't actually see it, but I saw the shape of it. So confirmed mm-hmm. coming to Nintendo or coming to Universal Hollywood, mm-hmm. Nintendo World. Yep. Nice. Uh, Reggie Fizeme will be at the Game Awards this year. That's cool. Uh, do you think he's going to announce that he's working for a different company now or something? Well, he's, he's got something <laughs> up his sleeve. He's not there just to enjoy it. I think I, he's going to be the new Papa. He's like, he's like, I'm new. He's like, I'm announcing that I'm going to start streaming on Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> this is my channel. Come check me out. He's like, he's like, I'm going to kick the ass of uh, Sonic Fox or something. I would say he's going to like have a, a fitness channel and it's going to be all about getting your body ready. <laughs> well, you remember, I, I thought about him char- channeling uh, Sonic because uh because that one time that he channeled, he like challenged one of the best like Smash Brothers players, and they kicked his ass. Like I remember that he did that on one of the Nintendo events. But yeah, no, Reggie will be there. Uh, what else? Um, Ash finally won. Finally became a Pokemon master in, on the Pokemon anime. Uh, cool. I mean, does that mean that it's about to end? Because that was like basically that's the end of the game. You know, like that's why he never. He really is won the it. very best. I mean, that's why he never really won it before, because he has no reason to go anywhere else. Unless they're trying to develop a different story for Sword and Shield. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I haven't watched Pokemon in years. Like, I watched that Wait, first. Wait, are they phasing it out in the anime as as they get rid of the uh, Universal Pokedex in the game? Yeah, right? Maybe. I don't know. That'd be weird. Or maybe they're going to bring a new person parallel, in. Though. I don't know. Could be. But, yeah, no, I feel like if he's if he's the master now, then where do they go? I mean, I guess he could go uh, to another. Start event, following that's a new like the, kid that's gonna yeah. have to like fight him eventually. Yeah, follow uh, Red or Blue or Gary or whoever the other one was. That that was, I think it was Gary. That that was his like rival from the beginning. It's probably somebody else by now. I haven't seen it in years, but yeah. Way to go, Ash. Good, good, good on you, man. I I watched some of that game store footage that they had yep. on uh, of GameStop. Yeah, that's where there's like a hangout area. There's a bunch of like tube tvs you can play stuff on oh uh, right right i heard yeah. about uh pat the nes punk i think he li- probably listened to it too john had like a little blurb about it yeah i watched yeah. i watched yeah. the youtube video that you put on the on the oh is that Slack. the one you put up yeah yeah it's actually from yeah. pat the nes punk in okay the yeah. Yep, podcast. yeah yeah so it's the game it's the new GameStop store redesign i think you know it's a step in the right direction i pretty much agree with what they said on the podcast that it's a step in the right direction but it's probably Way too, too late. late it might be <laughs> too late mm-hmm. um well i'm wondering is like i mean i don't think you want kids to just hang out in your store and not buy anything because i think that's basically what's going to happen to them and you don't want the <laughs> you know? drawers they can access and like put candy and gum and stuff in or like steel, or like steel so, shit i guess i don't know it kind of reminds me of like when I worked at the VR places. I've worked at two different VR arcades now. The main thing for those places is parties. Like that is the main driver of that kind of establishment. And I think if they lean in towards having parties and having you be able to rent out the space, and then by the way, you can also buy games while you're there, I think it could be a success. But they got to push pretty hard to use that, that space. Um, you know, I, I often think like when I walk by my local GameStop, you know, sometimes I stop in there. It's two blocks away from my house, right? So I stop in probably once every two or three weeks just to look around. And every time I'm like, oh, it's still the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that driver inside me, like the video game fan. Like, I 
got to go inside the GameStop because it's right there. But it's, I'm always like, I walk around for three minutes. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing new. If they had something where it was like, come on here, stay, play for a while, have some snacks, you know, meet some new people, talk about the games you like, like that would have me there probably once every week or so, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I hope they go hard with this idea because I think it could be a success. I fear I that was thinking it's whatever. Too late. Yeah, I was thinking one thing they might do if 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 they're like you know also embracing the online model and why they're getting rid of so much brick and mortar is like they're literally going to use the these facilities as you know the place where they store their stock so that if you order something from GameStop you've got a local distribution of it that oh sure you, know, yeah. you get it within a couple of days instead of having to wait for one central location. Mm-hmm. I think they I feel like they kind of do that or maybe that's just other stores that do that. Maybe they do. But, I mean, as they're phasing out their brick and mortar, I imagine their distribution centers are going to run dry, too. Do you want to talk about Billy Mitchell real quick and then we'll be done? <laughs> Just because we've – I mean, we've talked about Billy Mitchell. Jeremy and I, we've talked to Billy Mitchell at the um, retro event in uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. We talked to him there. He's My uh, icon right now on Skype has him in it. It's still, it's, <laughs> it's still Billy Mitchell. Apparently now he wants to sue uh, Twin Galaxies, right? For it's getting like rid of his scores. Over yeah. his scores and being Guinness book. Yeah. 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 It's funny that he's still on that. It's like, come on, man, get over it. I mean, that's his legacy. Yeah, you gotta yeah. understand, you know, he's got something to fight for, at least out of anyone else that's mm-hmm. he's the only person that would be fighting for that yeah. specifically. Right. He did have his name put all over the news and everything, and getting his scores restored would be a, a vindication. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can but... understand why he's fighting for it. And he has, I, I think he's reached him, right? Aside, I know he's been streaming a lot, but I, th- I thought he reached his old, his old high score like through streaming on Twitch. I thought at least for one of them, like in in recent in recent times since that. I haven't followed shit. that very well, and of course you're going to have people at this point not trusting him through anything he streams online, right? Yeah, of course not. But I mean, he's Billy Mitchell. He's an interesting person, but he's definitely a polarizing character and. He's more infamous than famous. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been very nice to me when I met him. You know, he seems yeah, to be pretty nice same. to the people that interact with him. I know, like a uh, friend of the show, Caitlin, like she's uh, she's like uh, hung out with him and all that. And he so followed me on Twitter rare. for a little while for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, he's. I mean, he talked to us and we, you know, we we played his video and stuff like that. It's always interesting to see stuff about him. But yeah, way to go, Billy Mitchell. Uh, do what you can. I know uh, you're kind of people don't really care for you, but. Yeah, that's really his thing, so he's got to fight for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, if that's... Uh, I think that's all we have this week for We you. didn't mention... Uh, hold on, what's the, po- the new Pokemon? I thought I should at least mention his name, because oh. it's another dandy oh. Pokemon. Oh, the blurred Pokemon? The one that was like a pixel that was blurred? Or did they actually yeah, say yeah, what yeah. it was? Yeah, uh, it's uh, Surfetched. Yeah, so everybody thought it was going to be Missing No, but they brought it through. It's, it's an evolution of Farfetched called Surfetched. And he's not quite as dandy looking as the uh, coughing or whoever that is, but he's um, <laughs> but he's got like a, a sword and a shield, and they're made out of a leek, like mm-hmm. the uh, actual vegetable. So the stalk of the leek is his sword, and then that uh, the leaves of it are fashioned together into a shield. Hmm. Okay, cool. So he's another he's another f- whatever you call a dandy Pokemon. Whatever I can't remember what the official name of those mm-hmm. was, but specific to the region, and it's an it's a it's an evolution of Farfetch'd. Mm, nice. So, yeah. Stylistically, I think he looks pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have seen a picture of him, but uh, I yeah. like it. Yeah, no, he's got like a 
Yeah, he's like a bird with a he's got a sword and he's got like kind of like a mohawk thing going on. And I like the representation of leeks because they're a pretty cool vegetable that you don't see in video games very often. When you said represented on a leak, I thought you meant like like somebody leaked it. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> that's I the first thing I that would. Yeah, that I would be a little vague with that word. Yeah, no, but I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, he's like holding like it kind of looks like a scallion almost, like a green onion, but mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's yeah, it's like a sword made out of that and he has like a leaf thing. He looks cool actually. I like the whole like knight aesthetic with him and he's got big giant eyebrows and a little toughy hair or whatever. But that's the newest big Pokemon announcement that I think people are getting super excited about and at this point they can just eck out one new Pokemon every couple weeks and to keep that hype train going. Keep it going. I mean, it's November. It's coming out in November. I, I still feel, I have a feeling there'll be one more video about it, even though I really don't think they need to, but I feel like they'll do one more direct before it comes out, just because it's Pokemon, like give, giving more details about the actual game. But well, uh, and uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Joel, and uh, make sure everybody check out yeah, uh, Super Super GG Radio. Um, I will put a link to it in the description of this show, and of course, I'll tag you on Twitter once I post this. But uh, is there anywhere else? Uh, where can they check? You, where can they check you out? Why don't you go ahead and tell them right now? Yeah, first of all, thanks guys for having me on. This is a blast to talk to you guys about Nintendo because I'm kind of the Nintendo die for our podcast. And uh, uh, at Super GG Radio on Twitter, uh, Twitch.tv/SuperGGRadio. We have a bit of a varied schedule depending on who's streaming. Uh, we got a Facebook. Nobody goes to it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, besides that, just uh, when you get done listening to Nintendo Main, if you would give us a chance, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. But yeah, I believe that's our show for this week. This has been episode 189. Uh, make sure you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast. Uh, you know, check in. I'll be streaming Jedi Outcast. Next week, I'm sure I'll be playing Link's Awakening at some point. I won't be able to do it Thursday night like I normally do, but I'm sure I'll stream it Friday night and possibly Saturday in the day, too, depending on what my schedule ends up being. But check that out. Also, you can find us at uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, our video of uh, Jeremy and I playing Nintendos on there, uh, Super Nintendo. You can find that. If you want to hear our Dreamcast episode, which I thought came out really well, uh, it's on patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can listen to it right now for only a dollar a month. That's super cheap. That's cheaper than the Nintendo online service. So check that out. It is available. Also, uh, I have a sis- our sister show, uh, Drunk Monday. You can listen to Jess and I talk about movies and TV and stuff like that. And we'll be back next week, of course, to talk about Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So tune in for that. And also, don't forget to check us out at Nintendo Main the Facebook group, Nintendo Main Podcast. And uh, thank you, Logan Lenkowski, for becoming our 50th member. And you were the one who ended up winning the card. So Congratulations. So gave you a $20 yeah. gift card. And anybody else, like, feel free to email us at nintendomainpodcast at gmail.com. I'm all about giving away eShop cards. So, you know, if you if we get enough emails, we'll probably do another giveaway episode. So send me some emails for sure. And uh, we've been your host for this episode. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And special guest? Joel D. Webb. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.